Hey, welcome into uh, another great Friday night here in the hideout. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll have AJ to hang out with you. Whatever. Got some news for you, Hefe. MySpace.com is now having MySpace-sanctioned parties. This weekend is going to be in Pontiac, Mission, uh, in Pontiac, Michigan. And uh, in true MySpace fashion, the fat girls of the party will be behind a wall, so you can only see them from the shoulders up. <laughs> that is true. Um, whenever you log on to anything like MySpace true. or Facebook or something like that, you mm-hmm. always see a picture of the... Uh, like a really nice, pretty face, and then other than that, when you meet them in person, it's... I was an idiot. Yeah, we got a lot going on here tonight, so we got to move it along real quick. It's a good thing it's not scratch and sniff. Dan Quayle uh, walked out at a John Mellencamp concert. <laughs> he said he has his reasons, but he refuses to spell them out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get it. <laughs> potato. Potato. <laughs> I hate Fridays. I'm so glad Why? I'm not going to be here next Friday. I'm actually very stoked about that. <laughs> A little more news out there, Hefe. Uh, Massachusetts same-sex marriage pioneers split up today. Mm-hmm. It's a very sad day out there. Uh, the jilted lover said that uh, his partner's a real pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually lesbians, but whatever. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. The joke could still fit. Mm-hmm. Because it didn't. Uh, it did. 407-916-1041. Are we done with this stupid little monologue? We have- Not yet, Hefe. It's hot outside. Have you noticed that? How hot is it? It's so hot outside, Iraqis were leaning into the bomb blast for Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! It's very hot outside. How hot is it? It's so outside Carl Rove hugged Hillary Clinton to stay cool. <laughs> Not even sure what that means. Doesn't really make sense. I guess because he's frigid or frigid. She's she frigid. Is. Yeah. Ah, all right. It's whoa. I still think it's really hot outside though. Ah, how hot is it? It's so hot outside. Uh, Haley Joe Osmond rolled his car into a pool. All right. <laughs> Broadcaster. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. What what what's new? What are you doing, Hefe? Uh trying to ignore the last four minutes. It's the hideout row radio one oh four point one Hefe and Dubs. Don't do that. Live hour one Friday night. How are you? I'm pretty damn good. One asking you. Ah. He's asking everybody else. Well, for them to answer, they can give us a call 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. That's how you be somebody in the hideout. Pick up the phone, dial those numbers. We have the entire staff here this evening. Hefe Dubs, Trunks Corolla, our executive producer. Tommy Bateman, our director on the talk and roll controls. Matt Albert, ghost rider, sitting in that third mic seat. 
Um, unpaid producer screening your phone calls right now is Celine. Manhole hot. just brought me my CDs. Mm-hmm. And uh, our other intern, Pillow Pants, is here. Yes, Pillow Pants. <laughs> Damn it, why do I gotta get called Pillow Pants? Trust me, it is the coolest reference. For anyone that's seen Clerks 2, they're laughing. Because they realize you're the mm-mm troll, mm-hmm. Pillow Pants. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, star-1041. Hey, manhole, get in here. Uh, Dubs, we do have the World Series of Shot Culture tonight. Yes, and uh, Pillow Pants is over there setting that up right now. Um, we uh, He is setting up a contract uh, contraption. <laughs> yes. That is essentially an electric chair. It's like if you were wondering what... Uh, MacGyver would be if he was retarded. You look at Pillow Pants. And Pillow Pants is it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, too, J-Dubs, <laughs> in addition to the World Series of uh, Shock Culture we're doing tonight, we have the open door policy with all of the heretics. Uh, we invite them to come up and join us. And we're going to do that during the open door. So it should be a lot of fun with those heretics tonight at 10 o'clock, 10 a- uh, no. Almost at 1800 Main Street. Uh, <laughs> wow. 20, 2500, yeah, 2500 Maitland Center Parkway. Uh, Fairfax, Virginia, uh, Maitland, Florida. So come on up. All the details on realradio.fm. Speaking of the websites, also hello to our uh, various web boards. Yes. There's um, hideoutheretics.net. And the one I'm surfing right now, fullblownaids.com. So you can go there and discuss the show. And sign up for both of them. Uh, Manhole, I know you're a huge Clerks fan. I went and saw the 1015 Clerks 2 this morning. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Dubs. I told you we'd go see it this afternoon. And I went to see it without you. You know, I, it ended up being a blessing. I really was going to you know, go out and see it with you. And uh, it ended up being a blessing because my day was hectic, and I don't even know why. Um, what did you think of the movie, Manhole? Because I know Kevin Smith inspired you to become a filmmaker. Well, he didn't inspire me to become a filmmaker, but I did like the movie. I, did, I liked it. I was disappointed with a lot of little things. I could have gone without all like the homages to the first one. I'll tell you this, Dubs. The pillow pants scene alone is, mm-hmm. makes the movie worth the price of admission. Yeah? Yes. How about the rest of the movie? It is probably the funniest scene that I've... Maybe going back to this watch in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And maybe uh, maybe a couple of other scenes. Maybe like an office space. Like when you, when you very first saw office space and some of the stuff you saw in that. It is that funny. Um, there's the two other scenes in Clerks. Otherwise, overall though... It's a little disappointed. But were you? What were you expecting of it? Though were you expecting just like a raw, raunchy comedy? No. You wanted something serious? Because I mean, I thought it was. I thought it did a good job at that. I don't know. I just I was expecting a little bit more. I don't know what. And I know that sounds odd as a critic. And I don't even know if I'm really a critic because I'm telling you, go see the movie for the pillow pants thing alone. Yeah. But I was just thinking just a little bit more, J Dubs. But because pillow pants is now going to be such the pop culture reference um, from everyone who's going to see Clerks two this weekend and from henceforth. We're going to be the first one on the bandwagon and have our former intern, Napier, now become intern pillow pants. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. Now, um, I guess speaking of movies, Dubs, um, I'll just just ask you on the air, uh, is there a psychic that emailed you? Not that I know of. Okay. For some reason, there's a psychic calling in. He said he emailed one of us and he wants to say hi. I'm sure it's the wetback guy. Yeah? All no, right. it's a woman. Uh, well, not that I know of. Okay. Tell, I, yeah, tell her to hold on. Um, 
But regardless, Dub, you said you found some audio that you wanted to share with us today, right? Uh, yes, on little Dakota Fanning and her next movie role. All right. At 12 years old, Dakota Fanning is already a seasoned Hollywood pro. Her movies have grossed more than a half a billion dollars at the box office. Oh, I love it. She's worked with film royalty from Denzel to De Niro. And she's wise, well-spoken, and mature beyond her years. I feel so blessed to have been able to be in War of the Worlds. But is her latest film role too mature for audiences? Here's the shocker. Her character is raped in a very explicit scene. <laughs> Dakota's yet to be released next movie, Hound Dog. Dakota's character, a little girl in the 1950s South, gets raped. New York Daily News columnist Lloyd Grove, who broke the yeah. story, tells Showbiz Tonight it appears to be a disturbing scene. Oh, you think? Is? It's a 12-year-old. Uh, <laughs> rape whistle. Oh, come on. <laughs> all right, already. What is, uh, what's the point? Does it go on to explain it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it talks more about it, but I really don't see how there could be a tasteful uh, uh, rape scene with a 12-year-old. There's a lot of sexually explicit, disturbing material, uh, which is surprising for a, a child actress like Dakota Fanning to be in. The rape scene, which has already been filmed, is uh, a very <laughs> challenging and very traumatic scene uh, for a young actress to film, and, and she got through that. Dakota has filmed plenty of disturbing scenes throughout her career. Her character witnesses a brutal alien invasion in last year's War whoa, of the Worlds. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, whoa. Hold on. They're equating uh, War of the Worlds to rape, which I would say if you uh, spent 10 bucks a piece on a ticket to it, yeah. Yeah, I'm still bleeding from that one. Um, rape me once, shame on you. Rape me twice, shame on me. All right, that does bring up an interesting question. Mm -hmm. What would be more traumatic if you were just as a human being? Aliens attacking Earth and, like, using lasers to turn, you know, your friends into dust or being raped? Honestly, what's more traumatic? You know what? I think you can get over the alien thing. Yeah. Raped is something that people just don't get over. It's a personal thing. But there's also, like, this fear that goes in, well, to both. But seeing, like, your best friends being turned into dust, you don't think that would freak you out? No, because it's not you. <laughs> exactly. Character witnesses a brutal alien invasion in last year's War of the Worlds. <laughs> she was kidnapped in the violent Man on Fire. And she played a disturbed little girl in last year's hide-and-seek. She killed herself in her bathtub. Emily. Slit her wrist with a razor. Emily. Dakota recently told Showbiz Tonight she has no problem shooting emotional scenes. I hate Dakota Fanning. I've hated her for a little while now. And for some reason, this rape scene makes me hate her even more. Why? I think she's getting her up-and-comings with the rape scene. No, but I'm saying it's just... Now she is like a... Like every actress who can do no wrong, who's mm -hmm. the greatest thing on earth, because yeah, she filmed the rape scene. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I can see uh, your disdain towards her, but uh, you know she is a, a young woman. You have to let, give her a little slack, don't you? I just kind of become my character, you know, when I'm when we're filming, and so if I feel that my character would be doing this, you know, crying or something, then I do it because I mean I just feel like I kind of just become her. 
How do you become no her how in this one? an actress Dakota is, her rape Dad, scene in her new movie one. has showbiz tonight wondering if young actors like Dakota should be exposed to rape or other disturbing adult themes, even if it is just pretend. I can feel the steam inside me right through my dress. It didn't seem to hurt actress Brooke Shields. In 1978, when Brooke was also 12 years old, she played a child prostitute in Pretty Baby. I hope you're going to be real gentle on me. All right, hold on a second. Didn't Brooke Shields want to kill her baby when she gave birth to it? Yeah. I, you can't really say that uh, it's uh, it doesn't scar people. And, uh, you're that young, you shouldn't be acting out of rape. Yeah, I don't care if it's from movies or not, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it completely uh, pretend, but when you're that young, can you really kind of remove yourself from the situation? And the whole process and everything that goes on? Yeah. I did. Pedro on the 407. What? Pedro. What's up, Pedro? What's up, bro? Hey, man. Uh, quick question, Jay. Is that movie that Dakota Fanning is doing, is it called The Accused, The Early Years? All right, see, I don't know. I don't know if it's actually... Before The Accused? Oh, boy. And a young Jodie Foster played a prostitute Prequel. in the 1976 classic Taxi Driver. Are you really 12 and a half? Listen, mister, it's your time. 15 minutes ain't long. All right, here's the thing about Jodie Foster. Then she's going to go down around uh, rapping Eminem lyrics. Just sounding like an ass. Yeah, both those two that they've given out are fruits now. Yeah, those aren't very good examples. For that extremely disturbing role, Foster was nominated for an Oscar, a fate that could await Dakota. This movie, her mother Joy and her agent Cindy Offspring, believe this could be her Oscar chance. She's a very smart girl. All right, see, now that seems like... Well, <laughs> using a child rape for an Oscar chance. That's, that's what it seems like right here. And I guess it's not uh, the prequel to... I guess they're called the prequel to Accused. They're uh. called the Alleged. Oh. Mm. She's a very smart girl. She's obviously very precocious. <laughs> She's been in the business for a long time. She knows her way around. And Dakota, with her eyes open, decided she wanted to do this. Dakota's agent tells Showbiz Tonight the rape scene was... T How could she decide anything? She's 12. Yeah. How could she decide she wants to... Uh... It, she can't really comprehend uh, the uh, power of rape. Right. You know? how, how can she decide, yeah, I, I want to do this in a movie? Do this. Dakota's agent tells Showbiz Tonight the rape scene was tastefully shot. She adds, quote, How? How do you tastefully shoot a rape scene? I can show you. What? No. We're very proud of this movie. Still, the disturbing prospect of a beloved child star like Dakota Fanning being raped on screen has many reserving judgment on this movie. All right, what movie is this? Did they even say what movie it was? They said the name of it. It's like something about a dog. I can't remember what oh, it is. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. That's bad. Yeah. Is this Cujo 2? What's going on? <laughs> now I'm really worried. Shallow 15 in the 407. Yeah, guys. Um, I just have to wonder why in the hell we're having a rape scene on film with a 12-year-old anyway. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can't understand how that can... I mean, I, I you, you might have like that situation in a movie, but why do you need the actual scene here's in the movie? What the, the Green Mile had had a rape scene like that as well, but it was all off camera, and we just saw the aftermath. And, yeah. And that's the thing, too, is that he's exactly right. Where you lead up to it, you know what I mean, and you kind of leave, sadly, what happens to the imagination, and you deal with the aftermath. Yeah. Just like, remember, hate to bring it up, Con Air, mm -hmm. where, it, you know, where Buscemi's character, you're thinking, oh, my God, he's going to molest this little girl, and it's the anticipation. Now, he doesn't end up. No. 
But there's still that, you know, it leaves it to the senses. When you show it, it just seems like it, I don't know, it just, uh, like, almost dumbs it down in a sense. You know what I mean? And, like, who's going to sit there and watch that? You're not going to be uncomfortable by watching a 12-year-old rape scene? It, it, it definitely is uncomfortable, inappropriate, and uh, just you, you don't need the scene in there to get your point across. Or do you? It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Here we go, Friday night in the hideout. Open door policy at 10 o'clock coming up, hanging out. Hang out for the World Series of Shock Culture. We'll test our electric chair in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041. A couple things on the table right now. Um, especially... Dakota guess, Fanning. Yeah, and her t- rape scene. Yeah, in her next movie, I guess she... Uh, and it's already been shot and ready to go. And it's tasteful. I, that's what they say. I, I don't understand how a 12-year-old rape scene can be tasteful, though. I prefer to see a newer one. Like, not one that's 12 years old. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> no, not what we're talking no. about. She, oh, she's 12. Yeah. Right. Oh. Yeah. Steve in the 407. What's up, Steve? Hey, hi, Dan. How we doing? Good, buddy. Friday night, man. Excited hey, for the yeah, weekend. Buddy. Yeah, buddy. Hey, I got a question for you. Why is it that we're trying so hard to get rid of this child pornography on the Internet, and yet Hollywood seems to just keep pumping out stuff that, that pedophiles seem to run batches on all the time? I don't uh, get it. You know what? That's true. That's a very interesting point. You'll wonder how many people are going to go Paul Rubens on that movie and just uh, step it into the uh, to the movie theater. Do you think the, uh, the movie's going to be called Lollipops and Fear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, but people are calling on hideoutheretics.net for the rape me once, shame on you drop as a ringtone. Rape me once, shame on you. Rape me twice, shame on me. Comes from Reno 911. I'm sure they may have an issue with it. Al in the 407. Al. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, yeah, brother. Hey, listen, man. Um, I got two things. One, you guys are absolutely right. This is just gratuitous. You don't need it. I mean, even if even if you want to imagine stuff like this, it's better to be left to the imagination. I mean, yeah. you, know, I, you don't need this crap. It doesn't, it, yeah, it doesn't actually need to be shown. It, you, you just say a 12-year-old is raped. You get a, a you get horrible... You get no- that disgusting feeling in your stomach. You, you, yeah, you, get, get, you get that horrible picture in your head, and you don't need any, any further... Uh, and I think that's part, part of the problem with movies anyway. Uh, they show too much instead of leaving more to the imagination. Well, we even saw that with Hostel. Mm-hmm. You know, I said when I came out of Hostel, it was the first movie I really ever gagged in because it was so over-the-top... Like just gory. You know, I I found a list and I'll have to find it again of the uh, the top movies that'll make you uh, want to puke. And actually, it was written by the director of that movie. Django wants to know if it would be better if it were dubs in a Walmart bathroom. That's actually just uh, footage. That's um that's surveillance footage. Tim in the three fifty two. Hey, what's up? I was reading American Cinematographer magazine, and they talked about the angle that they used. For the um the scene to make it quote unquote tasteful, mm-hmm. um and they did it all through the point of view of the male genitals. Uh, of the what? <laughs> uh, of the guy? No. Yeah. That is, that's even I, less tasteful. He's got to be he's got to be joking. He said male genitals, didn't he? I thought he said the male. Uh... Oh. I was about to say, whoa! Wait a second. No. I don't know if you can see that. Right, but even say, so what, you're going to see her there crying? How disturbing is that? You don't want to see that? What is that? There's no need. Pedro. 
going on, guys? I'm going two for two here. All right, bring it. All right. Uh, is it actually a movie, or is R. Kelly shooting a video? <laughs> now, that's the problem. If she's starring opposite R. Kelly, then we may have an issue. By the way, Pedro off to a stellar start. Where's Pedro in the 407? 407. Well, all right, 407's off to a, a fantastic Friday night beginning. We got demand in the 813. Hey, demand. Hey, guys, how's it going? Listen, unfortunately, I'm on the road tonight because I'm headed up for Open Door, so I'm not at my computer. So maybe if somebody could hit IMDb, there was a movie three, four years ago called A Bastard Out of Carolina Mm -hmm. that also had a young girl scene where the guy raped a 12- or 13-year-old. And, I mean, it's like they had this whole discussion then when they did it then, you know. A Bastard Out of Carolina. uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was like an HBO show or something. All right, very cool. All right, we'll check that out. All right, All right fourth, uh, fourth grade dropout says the rape scene isn't coming from quote-unquote Hollywood because it's an indie movie made for less than $5 million. Still. I don't know if I'd blame it on, like, Hollywood and, like, where Hollywood is the Just, center of the problem. I would, I would blame it on us and people I, wanting to see that kind I'm of gonna stuff. I'm going to blame it on you. J-Dubs is the reason that Dakota Fanning's doing a 12-year-old <laughs> rape scene. I, I get, doubt I'm going to watch this movie. I'm sure the courts would agree. What, Napier? I'm sorry, pillow, pillow pants. Well, I was just going to say that uh, the Hills of Eyes had a pretty nasty rape scene because they had, like, mutants, like, freaks raping some chick. Uh, you know what? I didn't even think about that. And what was the other one with Samuel Jackson and Matthew McConaughey? A Time to Kill? Yeah. And, but one, they didn't. They, they, they never pi- showed it. They showed his face, the guy's face. And, Did they? Yeah, they like uh, him just qu- like some of the things he was saying to her, but like they never showed. Really? And, yeah. Here's the thing, you know, I'm a liberal guy, and like they showed uh, the guy, the other guy walking over and taking his pants off, but they never like really showed the actual going on. All right, my chick said that she was given a script to edit uh, that opened with a 12 year old rape scene. <sighs> Is this now the new fad? Is this the new thing where everyone's going to be hopping on the bandwagon just like millionaire or a reality show? This is the way you put in your movie? I can't imagine that this is what everybody wants to see out there. I mean, I I have a sick sense of humor and a, like uh, I I like it's not odd even things. That it's funny, but it's just But I am just saying my taste is kind of more towards the gross, disgusting angle. Well, you tried to show me vulgar. Yeah, with clown rape. But that's funny. How do you make funny? Dude, How do you make rape thing. funny? You throw a clown in no, there. No, I'll tell you this about vulgar. If he was making a... Uh... I'll tell you this about vulgar. Yeah. That was disturbing. And by the way, let me say this too, because Dante from Clerks and Clerks 2, mm-hmm. whatever that guy's name is, I don't know what his name is, he is one of the worst actors on earth. And That's part of his charm, though. No, it's not. He's hideous looking, and he's an awful actor, and he made vulgar even worse. I was almost happy he was raped by clowns in that movie because he's well, he such wasn't a raped bag. by clowns. He was a clown. That was raped. Yes. Oh well, yeah, by the hillbillies. Yeah. Matt in the four hundred seven uh, agrees with Napier on the hills have eyes being a very gruesome rape scene. Matt. How's it going, guys? Hey, brother. The, uh, the hills have eyes is the most disturbing movie that I've ever seen. Um, family in uh, I think it was in uh, Arizona. They're out in the desert. They break. Was down. it New Mexico? Or was yeah, it Arizona? Mexico, you're right. Okay. Um, they break down. There's these mutants uh, with this nuclear testing site that uh, mm-hmm. live in these hills. They go, they uh, kidnap the father, they burn him alive in front of the family. Oh, yeah, they I saw the movie. Teenage daughter. Oh, you know they what? They kill I... this young mother, they shoot her in the head in front of her baby, oh. bite a head off a bird, drink the bird's blood. And that's, that's, that's by where I ended the movie. I couldn't watch it anymore. But it... I do remember that, actually. 
I'd kind of forgotten about that. And that's one of the things you usually don't see in movies. Like, uh, I don't know how young the girl was that got killed, but you, you don't see a lot of uh, young kids getting killed or raped in movies. It's just somewhere you don't really go. And it doesn't make for a better movie, I don't think. No, it's just completely too... Shock jock. That's all it is. Let's go to Chris in the 407. Even... Uh, hold on a second, before we go to Chris. Okay. Because I don't want to forget this point, because I'm high tonight. Um, Even if they end up, like, showing the scene, it doesn't add anything. Because, you like, let's say the scene is part of the whole thing that leads to a trial or something. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what it is. got to find... Can somebody find me the outline as to what the, the plot line for what the movie's about? Maybe a fourth grade dropout has it because he knows a little bit about the movie. But it's not going to add anything extra. No, not at all. I don't know. Are we being? Are we? Are we turning into our dads? Are we turning conservative here? I feel like we're in the hideout that we should be excited about. I this. don't think even if I was, you know, in my teens, I would think, oh wow, this is going to be great. How can you get get excited for this, Chris? In the four hundred seven. Yeah, it just seems like nowadays everyone in the movie industry is trying to top everyone else to make everyone want to go see their movie trying to make it suspenseful so they're like okay everyone can talk about a kid getting raped and everyone you know it like goes down the ladder so everyone wants to see it uh you know uh, here's what he's saying he's essentially saying that they're being a shock job yeah they're just trying to get out there get the uh the movie wouldn't get this kind of press if they didn't have the scene in it all right dubs i found the list of what eli roth he said the movies that'll make you puke I'll tell you that next. It's the Hideout, Row Radio 104.1. Back in the Hideout, Row Radio 104.1, Friday night, Cafe Dubs, full staff, Pedox, our friend who hung out last Friday night. Yes. Also hanging out. He's going to give us a little hip-hop news update nice. little later on this Friday night, Friday night hip-hop party. I got the plot outline of this Dakota Fanning movie. Okay. It's a drama set in the uh, American South. Uh, where a troubled girl, Fanning, finds safe haven in a safe haven in music and the movement of Elvis Presley. Are you kidding me? <sighs> What's the movie called? Um, I don't even know what it's called. Lon also Hound sent, dog. Lon, Hound dog. Yeah. Lon sent me this. He's a big fan. Um, uh, the cartoon Bratz. You know, with mm. the Brad stalls, and it's basically 12-year-old girls in heavy makeup look, made to look sexy. He's like, that's a big problem. And we talked about the Brad stalls before. Yeah, a while back. And how it, um... They're inappropriate. And it sexualizes... Young women, yeah. All right, God, look, we are getting very uh, conservative in our mid-twenties. I don't think we're getting conservative, dude. I just think everyone could kind of agree there's no need for a 12-year-old rape scene. Even well, I, a know, couple I, of shock I, shots. I, I'm just saying the uh, the brats thing, you know? Still, though, man, there's no reason for that. Mm-hmm. I don't think. There's no, like, real reason. Especially when it's that young and it's marketed to girls that young. You hang off for a little bit longer. Yeah. Not saying you got to be 20 before you're just like a whore. At least wait till you can drive. How fast is uh, this Dakota Fanning growing up doing these kinds of roles? Oh, please. She's already living like a 30-year-old. I'm sure. All right. Link says he went out to see Clerks 2. Loved it, though. He thinks Matt wouldn't like it because of the porch monkey scene and the N-word dropped a lot by white people. Jesus. Is it really? Yeah, but I'll say that's one of the two of the... That's another one of the three scenes that made the movie worth it. So... I'd recommend Clerks, too. Yeah, I'm going to go check it out. Eric in the 407. What's up, Eric? 
Hey, what's going on, guys? Big fan of the show. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, I agree with you guys completely. I also just think that when something like this happens, it creates this huge media frenzy, and that's kind of what makes everyone want to go check this movie out and make it money. See, and I agree, it does. It, it, that's what it does. But is it right to use a 12-year-old rape scene to do that? I don't think so. I don't know, but at the same time, we always make movies off a of tragedy. Yeah, but... It, uh, we, What's the difference if you're using it off a of death and or rape? A lot of times, though, like when it's something as sensitive as something like that, they won't show the actual thing, but they will, you know, kind of, they will just here's tell the story in, of it. Here's what's interesting, though. We honestly show people being, like, human bodies and people being destroyed. Mm-hmm. Like, lip, ripped limb from limb. And we're not really bothered by that, but the 12-year-old rape scene... But a lot of people think death is a less evil than actual rape. I mean, it... Oddly enough, I mean, it damages you forever. When death happens, it's over. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't ever want to be raped, but if I had a choice, I'd take rape over death. I'm sorry. I don't know. Is that right. I don't, Let me go get a gun. I'm going to give you that choice. Helmet of pain. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Hide out Fantasy Football League. And I understand that it's an awful thing you got to live through, and some people can't recover from it. I'm just saying, you think about how, you know, i got this list here. Movies that will make you puke. Okay. Hostile. Example, 2005, um, the, the scene where the girl gets her eye um, burned with a blowtorch, and then someone performs impromptu surgery with rusty scissors, and white pus flows out of her uh, face. You telling me that's more acceptable than a rape scene? Yeah. How? Oddly enough, yes. Don't you think that's part of the problem, though, that we're so desensitized to death? That, like, the war in Iraq isn't even real to us. You know, like, when we see bombs blow up, it's like, oh, there are bombs. We're not thinking about maybe the 10, 12 people that just got dismembered and blown to bits there. You understand I, what I'm saying? I understand, uh, in theory, what you're saying, but I think... Uh, it's a great theory. I think we are uh, more sensitive to death than we used to be, and that's why it's harder to fight wars. All right, here's another movie that'll make you puke. I'd throw Vulgar on this list. It's not on here. Yeah. Um, I guess this is Itchy. Itchy the killer, I guess. In the opening scene, a Japanese mobster beats a prostitute to a bloody pulp. Whoa, then I can't see yeah. that. <laughs> then, it's uh, very funny, though. Oh, my God. Then let's just say... Um, uh, water's a plant. With himself. Yeah. But not how you would think. Oh, my God, I can't even read the rest of this. And from there it gets worse, it says. And let's just say the, <laughs> the credits are shown from that byproduct. Oh. All right, I've never seen this one. I, I think I think it is actually a Japanese movie. Yeah. All right, 407 sound like one. 916-1041, if you can think of movies that will make you puke. Pieces. 1983, this guy tries to make a jigsaw puzzle out of body parts. Hmm. The tagline says it all pieces. It's exactly what you think it is. There are full shots of people getting sawed in half with chainsaws. It's a pet movie that only horror fans love. Just pure exploitation with no artistic merit whatsoever. (laughs) Sometimes those are refreshing. 
That's what Hostel was, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, Cannibal Holocaust, 1979. The Blair Witch Project took its formula from this movie. There's a shot of a girl being impaled by a pole. Whoa, I can't say that. Oh, God. Let's just say... It goes directly through her body. She right. gets, uh, she's like on a barbecue sco- uh, like uh, uh, skewer or whatever it is. Yeah, like she's a pig. It was so bad the director had to go to court and bring in a woman to show that she was still alive. I think I actually saw this movie when I was in eighth grade. The Cannibal Holocaust? I think it was called Make Them Die Slowly, the title I saw. Um, Dawn of the Dead, 1978, most graphic American film ever made. It's just nonstop violence, guts spilling out while people are still alive, decapitations. There are amazing shots of exploding heads, like the great shotgun blast, which has become a classic scene. This is, again, Eli Roth and his movies that'll make you puke. Mm -hmm. Nastiest movies ever made. Let's go to Cliff in the 321. What's up, Cliff? Hey, man, what's going on? What you got? I was just thinking, when you mentioned Hostel, I had to call in, because I think that movie is so over the top, it's just funny. You know, I, I'll say this. I went to go see it as soon as it came out, mm-hmm. and um, yes, it was funny, but part of it was so, like, the part that still gets me about Hostel is when they used the drill bit and put it into his quadricep, pulled it out, set it back on the table, and there was a chunk of quadricep step still on the drill. And that was enough to, like, gnaw me out or whatever. That's insane, dude. There's no need. What, Napier? I mean, sorry, I pillow that, pants. Um, I think the Dawn of the Dead is pretty, like, really tame by today's standards. Cause, like, well, this is the 1978 version. It started it all. I know. I've seen it. It's, like, so tame. I, I, back then, though, with the uh, effects as they were and everything, and the uh, movies as they were, it really grossed people out. You know what movie really makes me want to puke? What? Without a paddle. With Matthew Lillard <laughs> and Seth Green. It's just the stupidest I enjoyed movie it. ever. Box of Pizza Guy. Hey, guys. There was a Japanese movie that's uh, getting remade here in America. It's uh, called Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. It's, where, it's where 30 kids are placed on an island, and they got three days... They have to kill each other until one's left, otherwise they all die. Yeah, I heard about this. Whoa! Yeah, it's remade. Oh, get out of here. When is that coming out? Is this for anybody big? No, I don't know, but I do know that they are remaking it in... I do know they're making it with American kids, and that one of the chicks in the original film was the Japanese girl in one of the Kill Bill films. Mm-hmm. The one that, that fought her. Oh, the hot, the little hot one or whatever? Yeah, exactly. She was one of the girls in that film. All right, so it's called Battle Royale? Battle mm-hmm. Royale. It was based on a Japanese manga. All right, I'm going to uh, write that one down. Yeah, it actually seems like uh, a very gory but good kind of uh, uh, storyline. Yeah, that's an interesting story. That's one of those telltale, you know, utility, you know, for the greater good, where you sacrifice, or how far will humans go to survive. Exactly. See, something like that has a little merit. That makes us look within ourselves. But, you know, some of these are gory for the sake of being gory. How did you know about Battle Royale, and why haven't you been sharing? I saw, like, either I read something online, or I saw something on, like, some kind of uh, show running down, like, movies being made or something. They got previews for this already? Somebody find this for me. One of you heretics, junior producers, hop on that. Rich in 386. What's up, Rich? Hello. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, how's it going, man? Hey. Hey, about ten years ago, I saw this movie uh, up in New York, man. It was called Bloodsucking Freaks. Yes, I saw it, too. It, yeah, that was kind of like, sick. Like, they were all kept in some... I can't remember. I saw a trauma it. film? No. I saw it, like, uh, when I was, like, probably 10 years old. And uh, it it takes place kind of in a... Like, they have a whole 
ditch built out, like, where they keep all these people, and uh, it's kind of like a sideshow, and they just keep on mangling them more and more. Very bad uh, kind of special effects, but... Have you noticed, too, that there's just something about human beings, there's something in our nature that makes us want to see this stuff? Mm -hmm. Like, what lies within our own bodies, you know? Because right now, it's like, ah, this is all... Mine's kind of flabby, but it's all kind of put together neat. What happens if it's not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Could I literally just grab a knife and slice you and things just start pouring out? You know what I mean? You never really see it for real, so you don't know. But in movies, I would say yes. Papa John in the 386. What's up, Papa? Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, brother. I got a movie that'll make you puke. What's that? Brokeback Mountain. I wish I know how to quit you. Oh, that's not fair. (laughs) I'll tell you what, that first uh, sex scene in that one, very graphic, though. A girl told me that, too. She said I had to look away, and it was really disgusting. I was I was at a dinner theater watching it, eating a burger. I used to say hot dog. No. Eating I... corn dog, you just kept dipping it. Mm-hmm. Well. I, have you ever seen a gay porn before? Um, yes. We, I've been tricked into it. We, uh, <laughs> Me and my friend were, um, were babysitting over at this place. Whoa, wait a yeah. second. Well, he, what? He was doing the babysitting. He had to go to his uh, aunt's house and babysit his cousin. And I was over there. He's like, hey, can you come over with me? It was like only for like three or four hours. So we went over there and we found a box of porn. So we grab uh, one of the videos, take it back, pop it in. It's a big screen TV. And right then, it was a guy on a on a haystack just getting... Right, okay. That's yeah. Rocked. With another guy? Yeah. Yeah, I just seen one at a dinner party once. A dinner party? What kind of dinner Speech and debate team. Me and my chick at the time were the only straight people on the team. Ah. It was the most disturbing thing. (laughs) No, dude. Listen. When you sit there and you watch that, you know. You know, if there's any question maybe lingering in you or anything like that, you sit there and you watch that, you know, all right, that ain't for me. The odd thing about it is how passionate it is. It's true, dude. It's, it's way right. different than straight porn. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell was that? Did Napier just fall? Pillow pants. Yes. Pillow, Pillow pants. pants. What? Uh, You're an idiot. What'd you do? Sorry. Got Nap- really excited over this gay porn talk, and Napier's new name is Pillow Pants, and he just fell out of his chair. You need to get me one of these videos. Jim in the 772. What's up, Jim? Hey, two things. First, on Dakota Fanning, if once you've made the leap to show something like that, why would you have to use a 12-year-old actor? Why not use a body double or a doll or any series of camera angles? Why would you have to use the 12-year-old? Yeah. You know why? I'll tell you why. They're trying to get her an Oscar. They alluded it to it in the uh, in the movie in the um, trailer thing that we played. The story. They're trying to get this chick an Oscar. Didn't she already win one too? By the way, I thought she. I think already... she was part of a movie that got an Oscar. I win that way. I guarantee you, that's what they're trying to do is get her an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah, Even more. On, on things like hospital and stuff, everybody wants to believe that they could be the biggest badass given the right situation. Like you see the guy in hospital who ultimately gets through it and kills a guy in a bathroom, and he can feel good about himself. But. Who wants to imagine raping a 12-year-old? I mean, Dubs. what kind of a no, I don't. that has? It's the hideout. <laughs> Real Radio 104.1. Friday night in the hideout. Wrapping up hour one, talking about movies that'll make you puke. 
888-978-1041. Let's go to Steve in the 407. What do you got, Steve? Hey, this one, I have no idea how anyone could sit through this. It's got to be the recap of the 2005 season of the Detroit Lions. Yes. Thank you. Winner. He couldn't quite make it without laughing, but he's caller of the night. He topped Pedro. I'm telling you, 407 strong tonight with their calls. Yeah, they actually are doing very, very well. Let's go to Anthony in the 407. What's up, Ant? Hey, how's it going, guys? Yo. Um, got a good movie for you. It's called Nay. Have you heard of it? No, what is it? It's pretty much this girl who, uh, I guess, you know, falls in love with this guy and it's got this whole love story to it, but the whole twist is that she's, of course, out of her mind and, uh, well, she decides that she wants to make up her own boyfriend since the guy that she likes doesn't like her. Mm-hmm. So she's going to make up her own boyfriend out of other people's body parts. All right, that's cool. What's it called? May. It's called May. Is it a is it a bad movie or is it actually it, worth watching? It wasn't that bad. I mean, I've seen worse movies. It was just like some people could definitely throw up over this one. All it right, was, it, it's crazy. I want. I like to check that out. Actually, I saw the reverse of that in the early nineties called Frankenhooker. It's true. It was a real movie. Phil in the 419. What's up, Phil? Hey, hi, Dot. How's it going? Hey, buddy. Hey, I've been listening to all these movies that are definitely over the top, and i got to say I agree with everybody about the Dakota Fanning thing, but still to date the scariest movie I've ever seen is Pink Flamingos by John Waters. Mo. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. And Frank in the 407. Yeah, I got a, a movie that was non-scripted. It was called Faces of Death about actual events that happened. I mean, that was like almost the first movie I saw when I was like old enough to see a rented out movie now, and I almost like puked. You know, I, that, so that's graphic. that's like one of the ones, like if you're 13, 14, you always want to rent. You're sitting there, I want to see Faces of Death. I don't know what it is in our young minds that we want to see these kinds of things. It's the title. I'll say this about Faces of Death. I was disappointed because it was a little too much of killing animals. Yeah. I didn't really like the whole the cattle monkey. slaughter scene. The monkey thing was fine. Where they're opening his head and eating his brains while he's still alive? Wasn't real anyway. I know, but still. Would you do that? No. You wouldn't Monkeys eat- are too close to humans for me. I would never eat it. Like fresh monkey brains? Oh, I'd never eat a monkey. You think you would get some sort of like disease from that? If you're just eating monkey brains? I'm sure. Or would, it, or would it give you, like, somehow primate power? What if you were able to be, like, um, I don't know, MVP, most valuable primate, and all you had to do is eat a little monkey brains? You wouldn't do it? No. Sissy. I mean, I would eat if it's still wearing the uh, the hockey shirt. Then we got... I'm talking baseball. Uh-uh. Who wants to play hockey? Hey, the last one on these movies that'll make you puke... Um, Last House on the Left, from 1972. And I guess on this one, a girl is, uh, a little girl is raped, killed, dismembered, and then her guts are, um... Ripped. Yeah. (laughs) They say it's so low budget, it looks like a snuff film. And, um, the movie looks like they really killed people while they were making it. It's not fun to watch. I wonder if that's ever happened. What? You know, like uh, someone makes a movie, they're actually killing people, and they're selling on the black market. And they never really kind of uh, put it out there mainstream. Well, I thought, wasn't that a plot for a, a horror movie? Was it? Eight millimeter? Yes. yes. Was that? But that wasn't the plot like where it was getting distributed in 
like for movie theatrical release, an eight millimeter, was it? Is that what was going on in the in the plot? I think it was black market, and he was hunting down somebody. I do remember that. All right, he's trying to figure out if it was real or not. Nick Cage. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was an interesting little thing. Um, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four. And when we come back, let's get our hip hop update with our boy P Docs. Mm-hmm. And two, I want Napier to test out the electric chair that he's got coming up tonight for the open door policy. The World Series of Shock Culture. Um, I don't know if you've seen this show on uh, VH1, the World Series of Pop Culture. Uh, essentially, it's for fat couch potatoes and helping them feel like they can get over uh, by knowing a little something. So we're going to play it here in the hideout tonight. Hideout Varsity, which is Hefe, Dubs, and C-Lane. And also, two against the Unmotivateds, Tommy Bateman, Matt Albert, and Napier. We'll take a break. We'll come back. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Back in the Hideout. Hip Hop Friday night. Road Radio 104.1. All the bumper P-Docs. music, hip hop. So, boy, P Docs is in here with our uh, hip hop news update. Dubs, remind everybody about Road Radio.fm, HideoutHeretics.net, and the new internet uh, edition to the Hideout family. FullblownAids.com. Our friends over at FullblownAids.com. Yeah, you can go on to a lot of them and chat about the show. Uh, RealRadio.fm, if you go to the hideout portion, just gives you a lot of info on the show and uh, pictures and that kind of stuff. Um, all right, let's go ahead and uh, do uh, P-Docs' uh, hip-hop update right here, Dubs. All right, thank you very much, my man. In the news this week, we have some stuff that you guys should find interesting here. All righty. MC Hammer's music catalog has been sold for $2.7 million. Wow. Okay. Right, <laughs> That's on. a lot to pay for Prey. Let's see if we can go through and remember the, uh, there is, yeah, Prey. Too Legit to Quit. Can't Touch This. Woo. Adam's Family Theme. That's yeah. a great song. Turtle's Mother Out. Been There, yeah, Done Turtle's That. Yeah, Mother Out. Um, Turtle Power. <laughs> That's Vanilla Ice, isn't it? No. T-U-R-T-L-E Power. What else did he have in that? The song from Deep Blue Sea. Well, the only one that really matters, uh, according to this article, is uh, You Can't Touch This, which actually sold over 10 million copies. Yeah, well, see, and that's well, that, the one that and, you could still license out and make money on. Yeah, off. you can uh, you can license it out. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that uh, sports teams would use that for their, you know. And right. that's exactly the intention. As you may remember, that uh, album actually made $33 million in 1991. Oh, I bought it a couple of times. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, in 1996, he actually filed for bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah. He's one of those great American stories of yeah. having it all, couldn't say no to any of his friends or family, ended up with nothing. In and fact, that's, that, that's why people, when they go on like the NFL and NBA and everything like that, they have like a kind of a counseling before they get their, uh, their first signing bonus. A couple of years ago, or maybe it was even this last Super Bowl, he ended up... Um, Doing, doing a commercial, commercial about, you know, fidelity or something, probably, and how to invest. Yeah, basically it was him uh, moving into his big mansion and then him sitting outside of it while everybody's moving stuff out. Exactly. Pete Ox, the hip-hop news update. What else do you got, P, there, uh, there okay, Pete Okay, well, I don't know if you know about C-Murder, which is uh, Master P's younger brother, but a judge finally lifts his house arrest. According to this, uh, he's allowed to go out as long as he's back in the house between the hours of 10 p.m. and 6 a.m., his so he's married, <laughs> essentially. Exactly. Right. Same thing. Oh, and uh, the You Can't Touch This thing, I think it's going to be the theme for the Dakota Panning film. Oh, oh, perfect. It's perfect. 
Matt just happy. It's now, ghost writing. If you're a comic book fan, mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you guys watch Spike TV, but uh, actor slash rapper Kurt Jones, a.k.a. Sticky Fingers, who mm-hmm. actually stars as Blade now on Spike TV, right. will be out in San Diego with Nicolas Cage and Quentin Tarantino for a comic book convention in San Diego. Um, that's an interesting uh, little combo Cage. there. Yes, that is a very interesting combination. Dubs, let me ask you, if you yeah. had to hang with... If you had to choose with having dinner between any of those three guys, who you choose? Nick Cage the whole time, and I'd have him do it in the uh, Cameron Poe character. I, how could you not <laughs> want to hang out and talk Call me pinball. with uh, Why Quentin Why did you Tarantino? put the mayonnaise on the sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Well, just to touch on the MC Hammer thing again, I think part of the reason he actually filed for bankruptcy, it says here that uh, at one point in time he owned 17 race cars. See? A Kentucky Derby racehorse. He also had a Boeing 727 and a what? monthly payroll of 500 grand. The racehorse, I can see if he's still using it for like Stunning. racing purposes. Yeah. Well, you know, inve- that's a racehorse a lot of times is the an investment. investment. Yeah, but all that other stuff, oh, Listen, ridiculous. Here's where he went where he went wrong. The 17 race cars <laughs> you and, two. The, and the $500,000 a month in payroll. If you have a, seven, a 727, fine, you can always resell it. Of course. And, of course, have, having the horse. But 17 race cars, what oh, do you man. need with that? You don't. Oh, boy. I mean, that's it. I'm your boy, P-Docs, with the hip-hop updates on Real Radio. Awesome, P-Docs. Very good job digging it. Awesome. Um, 407-916-1041, Captain Spaulding. Hi. What's up? Do you know it has the same amount of letters as Bin Laden? What? Molester. <laughs> it all ties in together tonight, guys. Yeah. I don't know if there's a hideout theme or what's going on. Got anything else for us, buddy? That's all. <laughs> hey, let me ask you, Captain. Why the fascination with Bin Laden, other than the fact, you know, 9-11? Every call's with Bin Laden. Well, why? I think he was peeping on me when I kissed my wife. Wow. <laughs> There's your answer. All right, I just wanted to know. Fair enough. A very valid answer, too. Does he live in your neighborhood? Well, there's a stick that's been hanging from the tree for two years. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Captain Spaulding. Wow. We got the uh, editor of Prevention Magazine. All right, so it's the whole roller, cust- uh, roller coaster uh, segment here in the yes. hideout. Oh, man. Um, all right, Dubs, joining us, editor of Prevention Magazine, uh, Marianne McGinnis. Now, here's the thing, and this is the reason I wanted to bring her in, because I wanted to ask her about this. Um, teens and the tanning addiction. Um, Marianne, are you there? How you doing, sweetie? Good, thanks. All right, so let me ask you, because I go out bike riding here in Central Florida with the sun and everything uh, all the time. I'm really tan. I have a bald head. My arms get really tan. My legs get really tanned. But I have the awful tan line. Is it a good <laughs> idea for me to go hop into a tanning bed to, don't do it. to even everything out? Why not? Do, nope. Why, don't, why do don't, don't do it? How about a hex where you stand up? You know, the tanning salon thing, they're just, it's bad news all around. But it's well, only $5 extra on I, my gym membership. I look oh, at. Really? And they have them at your gym? Yes, it's only $5 extra at my gym membership. So it seems like a great idea. I, and it's unlimited. I, the way I see it is like you're going into an easy bake oven. You know, you're just yeah, being you're cooked. You're paying for skin cancer. Uh, you're not getting... uh, I pay for lung cancer every day, so... <laughs> yeah, I guess that is true. What do you think about it? <clears throat> and I'm Mexican. I can't get skin cancer, right? 
Oh, yeah, you can. Really? But let me tell you this. It's, so you're out in the natural sun. Those mm-hmm. UV rays that are in those tanning beds are ten times stronger than the natural sunlight. Those are the rays that cause skin cancer. So it's just not a great idea. Plus, it's going to leave you looking old. Um, so, t- ask, answer me this. What is a tanning addiction? Yeah, now, I, well, here's the thing. Dubs, it's, this is the other reason I wanted to have Marianne McGinnis from Prevention Magazine on. You know what a tanning addiction is. I want to I just get it spelled out for me before I go into my situation. All right, go ahead, Marianne. Tell us then. All right. Well, you hear people all the time saying they need a sun fix, right? So when you go into natural sunlight, you release mood-enhancing endorphins. Mm-hmm. So researchers are thinking that possibly the same kind of thing could be happening when you go to a tanning salon. Now, teenagers just tend to be more addictive in general. Their brains is it because they have more time? Flux. So they're seeing it more in teens. They also, you know, they know that teens who go to tanning salons are more likely to try tobacco and alcohol and other drugs. I'll say so. this. The teens who do go tan look a bit more skankier and sluttier than the ones who don't. You're not asking for opinions there, I hope. No, I'm not. I'm just right. saying that's actually, like, fact. <laughs> but now you bring it up. What do you think about that? Read it in the Bible. <laughs> oh, no comment. Well, but, you got to you know, think that's true, though. I, ha- I hate the whole tanning salon look, and I think you can tell. I think you can tell that skinny, papery skin and the, the orange color really gives people away. The people that look kind of like they have the homeless tan, mm-hmm. like they've been out baking all day. Not a good look. All right, let me tell you another reason why I think the whole skanky, slutty thing ties in to the tanning addiction. Sorry. J-Dub's mom. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My partner, um, uh, Marianne McGinnis from Prevention Magazine here in the hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Dubs, tell uh, Marianne about your mom, and let's see if we can well, help. My mom, oh, no. it, it, she goes, I would say, five to six times a week. Oh, For no. how long? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Probably 10 to 15 minutes each time, which is a long time in a bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she tends to um, be very cranky if she doesn't go a lot of yeah. times. Uh, she, uh, I'll be talking to her. She's like, hey, I really got to get going. I got to go tan. You know, and it's we don't talk very long anyway. Well, that's better than her meth addiction, right? Uh, well, kind of. <laughs> better for her teeth. Yeah, you know, they did this small study. This is another study that we looked at. It was only like 16 people or something, but they took, these were regular tanners, and they took them off the tanning beds, and they got, like, nauseous and cranky. Yeah, cranky is, cranky is the uh, biggest thing about it, because when my mom came out here, uh, she didn't have a place to go tan. She was out here for, like, 10 yeah, days. Where would she tan in Florida? That's odd. Well, I know, but she didn't have, like, an actual bed to go to. Uh, which is part of her addiction, like where she really likes to go lay in the right. bed and everything and do that kind of thing. And uh, actually, last year for Christmas, that's what I got her. I got her a, uh, a thing for tanning. How do we feed the addiction? I don't care. He also goes around downtown handing out 40s to the homeless people. <laughs> Why not? Marianne McGinnis, Prevention Magazine, here in the Hideout, Road Radio 104.1. I have an instant message question. People don't know, what's the difference between UVA and UVB? Because oh, some tanning places tanning places say that they use the UVB, which are safe. Is that true or false? No, it's not. It, they're not telling the truth. The rays that they use are not safe. I want to. I have a nice on our website. We have a nice little nut graph about that. What's about, the website? Um, what the difference is? I'm just looking it up here real quick. What's the website? There is a difference. There are, you know, there are some of the rays do cause skin cancer, and some of the rays don't cause skin cancer. What is and, the website? Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> www.prevention.com, and just search okay. 
killer tan, and there's a great article. It covers the whole... Uh, search killer tan. Killer tan. All right, so what what can Dubs do for his mom, who obviously is addicted to tanning? Because she doesn't have, like, a lot of money, so I'm not trying to kill her off, or I'd keep on buying her these tanning packages. And she's not really hot. No. But she doesn't see it as a problem. Oh, I'm sure she doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you got first. You got to get her aware. So maybe showing her the articles and running away quickly. She's a smoker too. She's been a smoker forever. She's never listened to any of us on her, any of her addictions. Do I don't think, think that's gonna work. But here's the thing about this. Do you think some people just are like immune to cancer? So your mom won't ever get the lung you know, cancer, won't ever get skin cancer. She's just one of those lucky people. I come to. I come from a family of people who do this kind of stuff, smoking and that kind of thing, and we've never had a cancer problem in the lungs or skin area. Right. Wow. But um, we do have. Of like uh, prostate. prostate and you know that kind of stuff. Lucky you, you're gonna hit the jackpot. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what about teens? Because I know the whole thing is about teen addiction. What do you? Because uh, I guess Dubs can't tell his mom to do, but what do parents tell their kids who are sitting there baking all the time? Yeah, you know, I think parents have to let them know what they're doing. I don't think a lot of kids think about the fact that they're what they're really doing is they're aging their skin. I always try to appeal to a teenager's vanity. You know, if you want to look old fast, go to tanning salons. That'll do the trick. Well, a lot of them want to be able to buy beer. You know, so they're like, oh, yeah, I'll go. Uh, yeah, I want to look older. That is right. part of the problem. Like, from something about Mary, that old lady, mm-hmm. um, in the movie, who was constantly tanning and right. just looked, you know, awful and wrinkled and the whole thing. Yeah, my mom looks it like a Louis Vuitton. It's a bad look. And, you know, the other thing, there are some states that are starting to come down with laws. I know California just came down with a law where, age 14 to 17, a parent has to give permission for a kid to go under 14, they're not even supposed to be allowed in. But, you know, tanning salons, I don't know how closely they're regulated. so I would guess not very. I would guess not very. You said, hold on a second, Dubs, you said yeah. your mom looked like a Louis Vuitton? Yeah. I would think more of Dooney Burke, just out of <laughs> style. Oh, uh, hey. P-Docs, what do you got? A uh, question for uh, Mary Ann McGinnis? I, I do have a question for her, actually. I was actually wondering how come all tanning bed addicts actually uh, turn burnt orange in color. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, what, what is the reason? You know, I don't know specifically the reason, but I think that it's just that overexposure. You're not, you know, people just don't get that amount of sunlight, and we're talking ten times higher. But you'd have to talk to a dermatologist to get the exact scientific breakdown. Sorry. But I, I have a relative that does this, and, man, she is, I mean, she's Hot. burnt orange. That's the color of her skin. All right, now let me say this, though. What about, now you talk about teen addiction. Is it just about doing everything in moderation? So maybe you let me yourself to... Like, I would never tan more than twice a week. Is it maybe maybe go once a week, once every couple of weeks? You know, we just say no, that you shouldn't go at all. Just if go... you must have sun, I say natural sun, ten minutes a day. That's all you need. Ten minutes For, a day? You're... Only go outside ten minutes a day? Well, no, no, and then you got to lather up with the sunscreen, you know? I'm from prevention. i got to follow the rules here. This yeah. is, you know, that's the deal. Yeah. That's what comes down from the top. But... I don't like the lather. Yeah. I know. It's hard. Or, of course, you can wear the um, very attractive sunscreen clothing. Uh, do you recommend, uh, by the way, Mary Ann McGinnis, Prevention Magazine, do you recommend going in? Because the new hot thing that I saw in Queer Eye for the Straight Guy was going into the booth where you get sprayed orange. Is that a hip no, tip? You know, I'm glad you asked that because we actually we had an editor that went and did that. You know, that's fine, although now, of course, it's completely safe today, but I was talking to somebody who said, well, they don't know what that is, and you're breathing it in, right? Well, that's true. I don't, you know, I don't know what's in that stuff, but it does, it looks good, and it certainly isn't 
harmful to your skin. It does, you know, it'll make your sheets brown, and it kind of washes off after that a while. That happens anyway after a nice uh, session. All right. Yeah, it doesn't. What if you romance? Yeah, Dub says uh, issues. Mm-hmm. Uh Prevention Magazine, Mary Ann McGinnis, thank you for coming to the hideout. Prevention.com, search Killer Tans. Thank you, sweetie. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. Kisses. Bye, bye. I got to say, Dubs. Because this is something for real. Like, I got these bad tan lines now, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I got this tanning thing. Yeah, five bucks a month isn't a lot. But I'm afraid to go hop in. Like, it'll really screw up my head and my um and my arms, like, overly tanned to catch up with the rest of my body. No, I wouldn't say so. I, I think it evens it out more than uh, makes it even worse. I tell you, though. You used, like, to, you used to go tan, though, didn't you? Oh, yeah, a lot. And covered your... Junk with the fanny pack. Yeah, with the fanny pack while listening to music. Mo. Don't see where that. Don't see where that. It's not a problem. Look, you don't want to get sunburned down there, and I don't want to get overly graphic. But have you noticed that? Like, I don't understand. Like, I figure my natural shade mm-hmm. is what that is. Yeah. But it's not. You know what I mean? If, like, I don't know if it's that's if that's the same for white folks. What? That area? Yeah. Well, mine is uh, much darker than, like, my thighs or something. Right. And I don't even want to ask Matt and Pedox, because I've seen Mr. Marcus, and I'm like, oh, wait a second. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> Mr. Marcus. You know what I mean? It's just like, whoa, hey, it's invisible. Uh, <laughs> what? We'll take a break. We'll come back. It's a hideout. Real radio. Uh, 104.1. Back in the hideout, Road Radio 104.1. Friday night. Come on up for the open door policy. That's from 10 to 11 o'clock. We're going to play the World Series of Shock Culture. It's our little twist on the World Series of Pop Culture, which airs on VH1. Uh, the El Chupacabra last night, they moved into the semis. Is that what happened, Tommy Bateman? I can't remember. I just, I can't remember anything. I'm... No good now. I here's the thing about the El Chupacabra chicks. For anybody who watches that show, really cute faces, uh, bodies of Oopalupas. So they're like really, like dumplings essentially. But they could be really, really like when they just show them their face when they're asking them the questions, they look really, really hot. But then you pan back and they're fatties. Mason is the hottest. <laughs> Is that the dude? Yeah, I hate that guy. Every time I see him, I call him that bad F word. Oh, uh, yeah, he is. Um... He's the guy that's going to be 60 in a Hawaiian shirt that's just calling his girlfriends and say, uh, you uh, want me to babysit. He seems like the decorator from Beetlejuice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Is, uh, um, by the way, hideoutheretics.net, under Heretic Talk, I just bumped up the thread about heretic basketball. We are on tomorrow again, same park. EJ from the U bought a, uh, I guess like a little canopy or something that Ooh. has shade, and we'll have coolers, and so I encourage everybody to go to hideoutheretics.net for uh, Heretic Basketball tomorrow. It's beginning to be a little party out there. Oh, yeah, it's a very good time. And I was talking to Dan Stone about maybe a little idea we got overall for the Heretics and maybe involving some uh, some basketball. Oh, cool. Something that could be really, really cool. J-Dub's World Series of Shock Culture. And the way our twist on it is whenever you get an answer wrong, you will get shocked. So you actually have to throw out an answer to get shocked. Yes. If you decide to let the 10 seconds flow by, 
without throwing out an answer. Yeah, you don't get shocked, but you're going to But obviously lose. you lose giving the opportunity for a steal to the other team. Whichever team loses ends up stunting next week. Now the teams are Hefe, Dubs, and C-Lane, along with uh, uh, the we're Hideout Varsity. Yeah, and uh, then uh, there's the Unmotivateds. Which is Tommy Bateman, Matt Albert, and Napier. Napier has come in. I'm sorry, Pillow uh Pillow Pants. Yeah, Pillow Pants has come in. Uh, Pillow Pants has put together a chair, a, an electric what, chair. What is that you're doing right now? He's got a, aluminum foil and all kinds of stuff all over the place because he's putting together this electric chair. What are you doing, dude? I'm just making it so it shocks more ears. You have to turn, have to turn the right on. mic on. It's that corner mic. There you go. I was just making sure that uh, it's going to be able to shock the entire body. Does, do we really need to do that? Because no. Why not? Why not step it up a notch? Beat somebody. Ex- Come on. Okay. All right, hold on. Uh, hold on a second. Pillow pants. What have you like? Explain what you've done. You have got a taser. Yes. And electrical wires, and aluminum all set up on a chair here. So when we answer the question, we have to sit in the chair. If we get it wrong, then we get shocked. Correct. So you say step up and be somebody, pillow pants. Yeah. All right. Sit in the chair. Let's see uh, how it works out. Yeah, let's it test is not it. ready yet. It has to be ready. We need it we ready now. Partially ready. What, what's ready? What's ready? What do, you, what do you got on there? The back and the ass. The back, the well, ass, then, the arms aren't ready yet? No, not yet. Well, then go ahead, and, it off. Well, go ahead and sit on there with the back and the ass ready. Yeah, let's see how the back and the ass work. How's work? the ass going to work? Is it going to shock us through our clothes? Okay. Yes, it does. It does, actually. Oh, gosh. I'm not real interested in that. All right. All right, pillow pants. Are you going to self-inflict, or Dubs, are you doing it? I got it over here. You're not going to curse, are you? You cursed in the office when we did this. All right. Ready? All right, leave the mic on. I mean, if we have to dump out, we dump out, but I want to hear the reaction. All right, go. Is the battery dead? Hold on a sec. Oh, Matt. Maybe disconnected. Matt no, just go, gave, go, go sit down again. Matt just gave Pillow Pants the big thumbs this is, up. This is All evidence right. that Ready? Pillow Pants doesn't have enough to do here. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Idiot. So, all right, sit back. Why, did, why sit did you hop up? Why did you immediately hop up? Why aren't you sitting back down in the chair? It hurts. Sit back down in the chair. We need to talk to you about this thing. All right, I'm not going to shock you. Pull up a mic. But don't touch the mic. Yeah. All right. So, step it up. You want to do the whole body. You want to be yes. somebody. The, the back and the ass is not enough for you. Nah. Arms All right. too. You're out of the game. Uh, manhole will be on uh, your guys' team. No! Hold on. This is a good trade-out. Manhole will be on your guys' team. And Napier, you'll be shocked for every wrong answer. Okay. You sit in the electric chair the whole time. Yeah. But Manhole knows somebody. all the answers already. You can't, you know, that make uneven teams. And Matt Chunks and Manhole are making all the questions. Oh, well. Well, they have two hours now to fix it. Yep. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Step it up, man. Yeah. Be somebody. Be somebody. So just sit back and enjoy. Sit back? Sit back. Live. Sit no, back. He has more work to do. He's still MacGyvering up his electric chair. And make sure you finish it for the whole body, pillow yeah. pants. Well, why am I the only one getting shocked? You're being somebody. Yeah, you're being somebody. You just, sit back. You just threaten the host with, hey, be somebody. Oh. <laughs> why are you shaking? The ass one won't hurt too much, pillow pants. It doesn't go too well through the clothing. I have to fix that. Well, then take your shirt off. <laughs> take your pants off. Sit in your underwear in it. Get manhole out of the meetings. All right, I'll do that. No, uh, C-Lane's running to do that right now. 
Who's going to take care of phones? I'm not worried about it. No, I'm not worried about phones. We don't even need phones. No. There's no reason for phones at that time. We're all, uh... We're all answering the questions. All right, people are yelling from the back. This is BS. Why? Oh, hold on. Dump that. I forgot. We can't use... Why is this bull? We can't use letters anymore. Why is this bull? Um, they said we're not making new questions. I guess Whatever. Well, you got 90 minutes to do it. We can always just go two players. Why does it take three people to put together questions anyway? What, what's the, what's going on exactly? You are now on the unmotivated. Why? Because Napier made this contraption, and he's going to be sitting in it the whole time. Anybody gets the wrong answer, he gets shocked. Well, he can still play, and he'll get shot twice if he gets it wrong. What do you think, Why can't Dubs? I play? I'd like to play. All right, you get shocked for everybody, Dubs. What do you think? He already is getting shocked for everybody. Can I at least still play? Anybody gets the wrong answer, he gets shocked. Now people are going to be purposely getting... No, getting because... No, because, no, because the losing team still gets shocked, right? Well, we get stu- We have oh, to stunt okay. next uh, Friday. Yeah, we stunt next... Like, as a team, we stunt next week. Uh, you know what? I don't mind that. Okay. Because it's not going to change how we're going to play the game. Here's how it would have changed how we play the game. If there was a bad answer, or an answer you weren't quite sure of, you would probably not throw it out there for fear of getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. But now that you know, eh, whatever, Napier will get shocked, you'll probably throw the answer out. This is good, because last night, I, I'm in this haze where I can't remember my name even. And then last... Right, you know what? Stop ready. Tommy. Me, hold on a second. Tommy Bateman does this before every challenge. No, it's no. I'm going somewhere with this. This is good for Napier, because last night they asked what mom has it going on. They were doing song categories on the show. And I said, Tracy's. Tra- I said, Tracy's mom. And then I... Put my fist in the air, and then they said Stacy's mom, and I go, "Oh my God!" Now let me tell you what <laughs> this Tommy's is not doing. good. Let me tell you what Tommy's doing. Mm-hmm. You know what he's doing? Yeah, he every time we have anything where the pressure's on, he gets kind. He, I, I don't think he does it consciously, but he gets either sick or like starts, you know, feeling odd and uh, too pressured. And here's over the thing: it. it's this not. It's, me and it's not going to work. And I'll tell you why: because you had and you for some reason legitimately got sick before the St. Pat spat. For those of you just now listening, the St. Pat spat back up in Washington, D.C. with our buddies Ron and Fez. That's where we had to fight each other. We went to a bar in D.C., Dream in D.C., and we fought. Dubs and I fought, Mm -hmm. and Tommy Bateman had to fight another guy who used to be on our show, Spoon. Well, Tommy basically came down with pneumonia and still beat the crap out of Spoon. (laughs) So whether or not you have amnesia or not, that's fine, but I don't think it's going to hinder you. Yeah, once you get in there, you're going to do well. But, but right beforehand, you start getting really freaked out. You tend to be a gamer. I was at the vet today, and I was trying to write a check, and I couldn't remember the name of my vet that I was at. I had to, <laughs> Shut I had to, up! No, I swear to God, I had to turn the pill bottle so I could finish writing the check out. <laughs> it's like, this is... It is true, though. He forgot to tell us how many breaks we have. He still hasn't told me, Mm-mm. even though we've asked four times. I told you. Three. <laughs> this hour? Every hour. Every hour. Why did you just now say, why did we break early last hour then? We broke at 8.17. No, that's not too early. Oh, oops. We're supposed to break at 8.12. Oops, we were late. Never mind. All right, so does everyone agree to the new rules where Napier gets shocked? Yeah. yeah. And he still of course plays. everyone's going to agree. They but, don't have to get shocked. But you get shocked twice if you get it wrong. All right. <laughs> now, what other contraptions? You already have ass and back. What else are you putting on your little evil electric chair? Arms. And I saw you were making something else. What's good? What else are you making? Oh, that's just to connect the back and arms and all that. You don't want to make one for the temples? 
I'll leave <laughs> that alone. How about something on the neck? Leg. We already have the... Uh... You want to go ahead and throw the dog collar on, too? Yeah. Is there I don't think that... I, my heart could handle that. Be somebody. You know what? Yeah. Uh, since, we are do- since we don't have to keep on getting up and down and everything, why don't you just uh, tape them right to your body at those points? That is a good Fine, why don't I just staple them to my arm? Okay. I'll do it. Be somebody. <laughs> if you wanted to be somebody. Don't rip them up. You work so hard. You already it's ripped so funny, them up, Lydia. didn't he? Did you break them? Pillow no. pants. Why are you ripping apart your contraption? He's upset. What's the problem, pillow pants? Nothing. I'm just dandy. <laughs> what does that mean? Yankee? <laughs> Doodle? Dandy. Alright, EJ's saying, I told you you wouldn't shock yourself. I didn't come up with this. Dubs did. Mm-hmm. Napier's the one who wants to be somebody. So, there, congratulations. He just didn't have time to gel his hair, and he's looking for an easy way to spike it up. <laughs> I gotta say, though, this will make the game more enjoyable, and at least we will <laughs> have a little bit of a payoff. Because the loser team still has a stunt next week. Yeah, so we aren't all getting off easy either. Geico Lizard in the 407, what's going on? You guys, I've got a breaking news story. It's a little off topic. I live about a mile due north of you guys, kind of on Maitland Avenue and 436. There is a crazy guy in my neighborhood. we got three cop cars, six armed cops trying to get this guy up a tree. He is literally chasing people with a saw and a hammer. What? Yes. He has thrown beer bottles at this blind woman who lives in our neighborhood. Goes, uh, who's laughing in the background? Why, why, why is she laughing in the background? Hey, that's funny. That's my beautiful wife. Right. Um, crazy man on the loose. We need heretic security, I think, to come out and handle it. Yeah. I'm sure Zeppelin or somebody could handle it. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, yeah. Michael. All right. We'll see if we can. Um, by the way, that's the uh, name of the night so far in the hideout. I always encourage you to use fake names when you call. In fact, from now on, we're going to start assigning names. Yeah? I think uh, the boys can get a feel for uh, somebody's personality on the phones. Did you see, Dubs? Made Yahoo. Orlando. We are now nearing the um, murder crime record, I guess. For what? For Orlando or? Yeah, for Orlando. It was on Yahoo. It was national news. Wow. So yeah. it wasn't even just, uh, uh, we're number one, we're number one. Um, but yeah, it turned into this whole thing where, like, it was national news. Hold on, let me see if I can find I printed it out. Now I can't find it. Somebody find that for me. I think actually, it's on the printer. Actually, I think someone has found it. You there? Hello? Hmm. Captain Spaulding. Robert? Hello? Captain. Yeah. What do you know about the murder rate going up in Orlando? Well, it's not good. What do you think the cause is? The cause? Mm-hmm. Well, it's been hot lately. <laughs> the heat? I, I, you know what? I don't think he's far off. A lot. The heat does a lot of weird stuff to people. Hey. Yeah. Do you know it has a B and an L like Bin Laden? What? Burlesque. And a BLT. Ben Lyon ter- terrorist? Hmm? Maybe Ooh. he's a deer. Ah. All right, Dubs, here's the story. Thank you, Captain Spaulding. Um, in less than seven months, 33 homicides. That's more than any full year except for one. Three shy of the 1982 record. 
and is on pace to have one of the 15 worst per capita murder rates in the country. We have become Detroit or D.C. I know. Everywhere we go, the um, murder capital just goes, I mean, the murder uh, uh, rate. rate goes way up. What is it, dude? I know the, uh, how did the, uh, I, unfortunately, I had to go into Clerks. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to hear the end of the monsters and the kicks for guns and Tuttle and his, uh, his stunt. Do we know how many uh, shoes they collected this morning? How many pairs of shoes? Anybody have that info? I think Manhole said 102. I think, yeah, I think they got up to at least 102. When I went out there, they were at 90-something. Okay. Because so that's what I had last heard. They were like at 97. What kind of shoes do you wear, Captain Spaulding? Uh, <laughs> oh, I bought me some uh, Reebok. Oh, nice. Pumps? They're, well, they're just tennis shoe type things. Are they Velcro uh, or do they tie them? I tie them. Uh, when I first bought them, they were too narrow, but they broke in. Ah. What kind of shoes does Bin Laden wear, Captain Spalding? Well, I'll tell you who can sell them a pair of shoes. Who? Someone named Human. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Captain. That's true. Bye. All right, Shallow says the monster shoe count this morning was 136. That's awesome. Oh, wow. So that's next Friday, Kicks for Guns. <laughs> uh, details on... All right, well, Jimmy Jam says 165. Somebody give me some real info. I was busy, I, Somebody on the phone just said 169. I was watching Clerks, too. I know they had issue with Tuttle's um, contraption. I can't, I can't remember if Tiffany saved the day or not. That's what I'm hearing. Tiffany saved the day? Uh, yeah, of course she did. So hot. When I was driving in there, somebody had just gotten rear-ended because uh, somebody was yeah. rubbernecking. How many odd references can you throw into one little <laughs> sentence? Um, 407-916-1041, Dubs, what is it? You got a guy running around just down the block, apparently, with chainsaws and beer bottles. Throwing things at people. The murder rate is insane right now. What's going on? I, I, you know what? Captain Spaulding might be onto something. When it gets hotter, people get hotter. What are you, a bumper sticker? <laughs> I'm more of a Dr. Seuss. Don't tread on me. Oh, jeez. Hang in there. <laughs> Hornbrook, watch for finger. Um. Honk if you're horny. So, but that's what you think it is, just the heat? It's been hot other times. Yeah, but, uh... You would see a crime wave all over the nation. It's just really blown up here in Orlando. And don't tell me Katrina victims. I don't believe it. Displacement? Yeah, I don't believe that. I don't understand what it would be, though. I just think, uh, for some reason, trouble follows us. Do you think it's a collection of dirt stashes? Like, maybe there are too many dirt stashes in this town? And they're just killing each other off? And that's what the problem is? I think there's a rival dirt stash gang <laughs> between the guys who wear the Jason Williams jerseys and the Spreewald jerseys. And then there's the uh, AIs running around there just shooting both of them. And so that's what's going on? Because mm-hmm. you hear about some crazy stuff, man. What did I say? I'm going to go to Local6.com for a second. Now, it is true, though. Because right while, like, before when I got up to Michigan, Detroit had it. And then D.C. ended up earning it right around when we got around. Right around there. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's Orlando. Who would have figured we'd be unsafe in Orlando? Yeah, we. Yeah, you go from Detroit to D.C. Orlando, you'd think, would be really tame. All right, Drunk just said 162. So congratulations to our boys from the Monsters. 
for the kicks for guns. This is obviously a very important thing. Yeah, with the murder rate as it is going. You want to get as many guns out of there as possible. Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I could use some nice ten and a half Jordans. So if anybody's got a gun that they like to give me so that I could go turn in for kicks to, for guns, I'd much appreciate it. Because I do need some new kicks. Now, if you bring in shoes, can you get a gun? I don't think it works that way. Hmm. Oh. You have to bring in feet. <laughs> Preferably a bums. It's a little bit different. <laughs> well, no one will miss those. Yeah. They're lazy. Don't use them. <laughs> <laughs> they sit Wait. there with their jar. Do you get extra, like if you bring in a bazooka or something? <laughs> I, yeah, I would think if you had a rocket launcher or something, you at least get... Uh, Air Force Ones? Maybe? Yeah. What about if you bring in grenades? Like, do you only get one shoe? Sandals. And you have to bring them in in pairs? Yes, sandals? <laughs> I'm wondering because I'm not t- I'm not throwing any of this out there. I'm, like, it, you know, it's possible. Some of them could be running around with grenades and be like, hey, I'm going to take this out. A knife just gets your laces? Whatever it is, turn in your weapons, Orlando. Mm-hmm. Enough already. You can't handle them. What happened to the good old days of just beating somebody's ass? Yeah. I don't mind if you have a gun, just pistol whip someone. I tell you what, I'd get in a lot more fights if I knew I wouldn't get killed. You think? I'd, I'd take up the trash-talking level, just, you know, for a good ass-whooping. So, Whatever. violence would actually go up if guns were around, if there wasn't that threat of guns. It's not the same kind of violence, though. It's like being in high school. You just get your ass kicked, oh. and you become best friends afterwards. People have been beat to death. It's just like swingers. Yeah, baby. Money. What? A bunch of bull. We need to keep our guns. And if you want to voluntarily turn them in for some shoes, that's up to you. You don't even have a gun. What are you so worried about? Or do you? You don't know what I got. If you got some brass knuckles, we'll throw you a pair of slippers. You just trust me. Whatever it is, you need to go help out for kicks for guns. Help our our neighborhood. What if you go and turn in the chainsaw? Like this guy that's allegedly running around with a chainsaw block. A claw hammer. (laughs) Do you get anything for that? Booties? Do you remember booties? Did you ever have those pajamas when you were a kid? Footy pajamas? Where it was all one thing, yeah. oh. and it was even for your feet. My oh, dolphins. I had, I had my heavy dolphins. I had I have the oddest thing with my feet when I sleep. They can't be covered up. Uh-huh. And I had these footy pajamas, you know, like that. And I actually pushed my foot through the bottom of them so they could get cool. Yeah, I can't sleep with socks on anymore. No socks in my feet have to be out the bottom of the uh, bed. Let me tell you this. I would be willing to change all that if I was able to get a pair of human booty pajamas. What do you mean? If they make, because you know they made them for kids. Let's say that you had one of those outfits where you could put on and it had the, you know, the the on slippers (laughs) at the bottom. What's up, a pedox? We could actually order those through promotions, probably. Ooh, hideout, uh. Booty pajamas? Maybe over at 740. Not at real radio. <laughs> All we get is magnets. So, oh, now I got a break. It's a hideout, real radio, 104. <laughs> All right, back in the hideout, real radio, 104.1. It's a Friday night. 407 and star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Open door in about an hour, 15 minutes, and also the World Series of Shock Culture. Hideout Varsity. Myself, Dubs, and C-Lane versus the Unmotivated. It's Bateman, uh, Matt Albert, and Napier. Napier mm-hmm. will take the shocks for everyone because he dared us to be somebody. He was trying to get over on the hosts. 
You don't do that in the hideout. No. Our boy P-Docs is also hanging out tonight. You know, we were just talking about those pajamas with the feet already on them and all that stuff. And I, I how much them. you loved them when you were a kid. And they don't make them for adults. No, no, they don't. Tommy Two Chicks in the 407. Tommy. Hey, hey buddy. What's up? Um, I... Well, the thing about your the problem sticking your feet out, uh-huh. um, it's actually related to the liver. That's what I heard. How so? Um, uh, it's like I don't know. I used to have that problem, but I got over it. It's uh, related to the liver that more heat, more heat to certain body parts. Uh, you know what, Dubs? Uh, um, and that would make sense mm-hmm. because of you and your energy drinks and your smoking. But mine's been like that since I was, you know, five years old. I know you started at four. Yeah, true. Mark in the 407. Mark. Yeah. What you got, buddy? Hey, man, I was just wanting to tell you all that I always wanted a, a pair of them full-body pajamas. That's why, that's why I skin women. Good plan. <laughs> Good plan. I'm always Harry women. Giving him a prize. <laughs> that was a good call. Was he in the 407? Uh, yeah. Telling you. 407 stepping up. 407 on fire on this Friday night. I don't know why that was funny. I don't know if it's the serial killer mood that we're in or what, Dubs. Now with the uh, with the it being part with the liver, mm-hmm. why the feet get uh, hot. Mm-hmm. I have a list here. Let me find it real quick of uh, just different things related to the body that you can uh, kind of uh, usual unusual things to teach your body. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like how to uh, get out of certain things? Yeah, like uh, if your uh, throat tickles, scratch your ear. Like if you have that kind of cough, like... What, where you have to go? Yeah, and trying to gag back. I hate that. I guess... Uh... <laughs> you sound like a frog. When the nerves in your ear are stimulated, it creates a reflex in the throat, which can cause muscle spasms. <laughs> I used to do that. It happened to me as a kid all the time. So you got to just hit your ear? Uh, yeah, scratch it in the inside of your ear. How deep? Uh, just that like like that little... Uh, With an ice skin. pick? No, no, don't go that deep. Uh, let me get this pen, Dubs. Let me see if that works. Use your keys. <laughs> a little deeper. Do you have uh, trouble hearing people or understanding them at times? Uh, yeah, because we're in radio and we wear our headphones up to level 10. I guess if uh, you're talking to someone... And you can't really understand them because they're mumbling or they're talking softly. Or they're you. Uh, yeah. Listen with your right ear. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was so mean. I was expecting it. Don't worry. Uh, listen with your right ear. Okay. And the right ear uh, picks up more soft noises. And if you're trying to listen to music, listen with your left because that picks up music. Look at you. You're the kid from Jerry Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> Human head weighs eight pounds. Max this, Headroom. This one will help you out. Okay. Uh, if you uh, you are one that has to pee a lot. Oh man, constantly. If you uh, need to pee and there's no bathroom, think about sex. Now see that does the opposite for me because <laughs> oh both uh, acts are intertwined. No, they're not. No. <laughs> what the hell? Just wondering. No, no. <laughs> not yet. Two great tastes that taste great together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to talk her into it. Golden opportunity. It just doesn't seem all right. <laughs> Over the line. Chuck Jock. Um, it didn't seem like because it's all related in the same area. I don't know that it would work. Like I've tried that before and it doesn't help. I like you know like pinch my wrist or something. You know I try to do something like that to try to think of something else. 
if you ever are afraid of like uh, getting like a shot or something like that, or if there's something painful, I, Napier can use this uh, if you get shocked tonight. Um, cough. Coughing kind of messes with your spinal cord and will... Uh, now, see, it never seems like a good idea to cough and jerk yeah, your body when, when you're going to get a shot. When yeah. you're going to get, you know, stuck by something. That's what I thought. But I guess with the uh, with do the... that when you're going to get tested for meningitis. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be real smart. <laughs> Have you ever been scared about that when they were like, "Hey, all right, you cannot move. You could end up paralyzed if you move. We could uh, sever your spinal cord." <laughs> you know, it's just like, mm-hmm. never mind. I'll just take the meningitis. I'll take my chances. Christ. Uh, if you have a stuffed nose, how to clear it? Um, I Pick. guess no. If you uh, if you uh, thrust your tongue against the roof of your mouth and press in between your eyebrows, and after twenty that? seconds, it will get rid of your stuffy nose. So you don't even need Sudafed or anything? No. Where'd you get all this? Um, you know, I don't know exactly the website, but but all these are backed up well, by you actual. You just made it up. No, all these are actually backed oh, this up. Isn't real. Yes, read the damn thing I hand to you. It has, like, actually where it was uh, tested at. I don't see it. Like, the uh, the supersonic hearing was UCLA. Uh, Scott Schaefer, MD. Why don't you tell me about a real school? If it was done in Valencia, I'd believe it. <laughs> I don't believe anything in Valencia. I do. That's where Napier comes from. Oh, pillow, oh. pillow pants. Acid reflux. Have you ever had that? Uh, here's something to uh, keep you from getting acid reflux. Don't overeat. How about that? Let's try that one out. Or sleep on your right side. I thought sleep on your left side. Left side. Because of the angle of the stomach and the esophagus. If when you sleep, sleep on your right side, the stomach is uh, higher than the esophagus, allowing food in your stomach. Oh, yeah. So you sleep yeah, on so your left. left side. Yeah. See, that's the thing about acid reflux. Your body is telling you you're eating too much or you're eating the wrong things. Mm-hmm. But instead, we just take pills so we can go ahead and keep doing the stuff. Or that's, sleep on a different side. That's detrimental. You know, just complete... Uh... Being Americans? <sighs> Third Day Mark says, Doves was right. My stuffy nose is gone. Replaced by a headache. Thanks, ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't uh, take any responsibility for the side effects. Now, have you ever had a toothache, cafe? No, I haven't. Well, if you ever did... Take a piece of ice, rub it on your hand, on the back side of your hand, in a V motion. What's this crap your Fowlerville grandmother would tell you? No. Which way does the V go? Whatever way you like. That's uh, that's your choice. she tell you the reason you couldn't have sex with your girlfriend was because of the pillow pants? Mm-hmm. What the hell, it's And that I'm ugly. If you've seen Clerks 2, you're, you're yucking it up right now. What else do you have, Dubs? I am uh, reading ahead. Hold on one second. How about make burns disappear or stop the room from spinning? Or are those too complicated to share with the audience? Now, the make, uh, I think everybody uses the stop the room from spinning. I think it's your left hand. Uh, you uh, put it on something solid, and it kind of gets your mind back. Uh, here's one that's interesting. Make your heart stand still. If you blow on your thumb... The vagus nerve, which governs the heart rate, can be trolled through breathing. So is that why thumb suckers suck on their thumb, or is it completely different where you, it's out of your mouth and you're just blowing on it, your thumb? I, are you blowing on it outside your mouth, or are you putting it right in your That's lips? That's what I just asked. And just go. I don't know. And I don't know how that could quell your nerves, but then I guess that seems to make sense with the whole thumb sucking thing. But then that goes, that didn't, that didn't write, P-Docs, do you know? 
Actually, I never was a thumb sucker, so All I right. couldn't tell you. Matt, do you know? I don't really do that. <laughs> Sorry. You've never thumb sucked? No, nah, I'm, I'm straight. No, it doesn't. Not... Uh, that doesn't make you gay or straight. It's what? Heard, yeah. All right, Dubs. Uh, here's a good one. Tell me about the breathe underwater. The breathe underwater. If you're dying to retrieve, uh, no, what the hell? A quarter of a bottom of a pool. I hate how they try to be funny in these things. <laughs> Essentially, what they say is hyperventilate. Because if you hyperventilate, the lack of oxygen makes you desperate for breath. Uh, when you're underwater, the lack of oxygen makes you desperate for breath. It's the buildup of carbon dioxide, which makes your blood acidic, which signals your brain something isn't right. But so when you hyperventilate, you the influx of oxygen lowers the blood assist. Uh, so that tricks your brain into thinking that it has more oxygen. And they say it'll buy you up to 10 seconds. Matt in the 321. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys. What's going on? Go ahead, brother. Uh, I was about 10 years old when I had a spinal tap done being tested for meningitis. Thankfully, it was negative, but when I felt that needle hit my back, I jerked away from the needle, and I was told by the doctor if I had pushed against the needle that I would have severed my spine and I'd be Oof. a paraplegic. Now, see... That's they, frightening. I don't understand why don't we, we don't have a better test for the meningitis. It just seems so primitive to go poking needles into you know near spinal cords. Have you ever had problems uh, remembering stuff, like the next day that you read or something? No. No? Mm-hmm. Like uh, whenever you're trying to retain knowledge for tests Never. growing up? Then you are very difficult to do anything with. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just being <laughs> I've had trouble doing that. <laughs> have oh, done. have you now? Well, what you do is just you read it ass. right before you go to bed. Oh, And nice. you retain more knowledge that way. Mm. What I'm... you think about that? I find it interesting and informative. So every college student right now is going to cram at the last second. Exactly. That's what you're supposed to do instead of uh, reading it beforehand and uh, not retaining any of that knowledge. Does that count if you read it before you take a weed nap? I think any nap probably helps. Weed naps, you don't remember anything. Why? You didn't smoke weed a whole lot, did you? I did. <laughs> Call him Cheech Marin. I can't have any conversation with you anymore. <laughs> What's the problem? You're just a prick. <laughs> What's the problem? I'm just here having a conversation. I'm not trying to be difficult. <laughs> yes, you are. It's a hideout. You've already admitted to it. Real Radio 104.1. Back in the hideout, Real Radio 104.1, kicking off hour three, one hour away from the open door policy and the World Series of Shock Culture, J Dubs. There's a lot of stuff we got to roll through in the next hour. Yeah. Um, and your phone calls are always welcome. 407-916-1041, 888 I want to remind you over the weekend, if you're looking for some good conversation, um, hideoutheretics.net or fullblownage.com. Also check out realradio.fm, the official page uh, for the hideout. Uh, J-Dubs, top seven things to say to a woman. And... I don't know. P-Docs, are you a player? You get a lot of chicks? I see you running around with the real rock girls a second ago. Oh, was I not supposed to say that? Uh, More like a coach. (laughs) (laughs) Good enough. Um, All right, Doves, I'm going to say these and see if you think these are good things to say to a chick. P-Docs, Matt, you can uh, chime in. No, just go away. This (laughs) really won't pertain to you. Um, I love your eyelashes. Oh, ew. No. It That's work. creepy. I think it would work. Really? Yeah. Why is that, Tommy? Because it's not saying, hey, you got a great ass, or you're so hot. That's See, a good you, point. You're kind of uh, picking a part that uh, usually people don't find sexy here's, and here's, co- uh, complimenting. Here's where it could work, too, is you're paying attention to detail. 
Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Where it's not you. It's just not you have beautiful eyes. I love your eyelashes. It's it wouldn't work if you're talking to a burn victim. <laughs> I like your eyelashes or lack thereof. Why do you look surprised? <laughs> Is there something behind me? Is there a spider on my shoulder? <laughs> um, you look sad. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one. I give a prize. We got all kinds of prizes if you could think of something good. Okay. Like a good thing to say to a woman, they, especially they runs them in every time. You got a Friday night, man. Friday night, you're gonna try to get laid this weekend. We're gonna try to help you out. Spice up the relationship. Here we go. Sex with you just gets better and better. Oh. Oh, As well. I find new people to think of. I <laughs> <laughs> right, see. That's the thing. You got to cut off the last uh, clause. Yeah, I guess in the sentence. But that's not. Why do you have to lie? Really? It's not true. Here's the thing. I think it happens, but like in the first when? year or two. Like, it it gets better, and it gets better, and it gets better. As you learn each other's bodies, it certainly gets better. As it should. And then you stop caring. Yeah. And then it's just more, it's a race to see who can finish first. Mm-hmm. And the guy always wins. <laughs> the guy, Unless the girl is just super freaky, the guy will like, always win. It's like Carl Lewis versus Butterbean. Right. <laughs> no. This will help prevent that in the future. All right, you know what? Now, that's a good one. Let's plug this real quick, P-Docs. What do you got here? Well, this is actually something that DeCarlos, our guru that uh, was formerly with Excel, put us on to. It's the Magic Stick Condom. All right, what? MagicStickCondoms.com. Yes. Two-minute sprints can become two-hour adventures. Exactly. Oh. You control and dominate the drive. It's a waste of time. Really? Absolutely. That's valuable Madden time we're talking about. Oh, come on. That's lost, Earl. It's sunny. Hey, the, the slogan is the condom that makes it do what it do. All right. I like cool. that. MagicStickCondoms.com. It's like it's coolie high. And I actually have uh, two samples. Oh, nice. I'll take one of those. So uh, whoever's, like I said earlier, whoever's most in line for some action. Well, Tom, uh, Dubs, I think you have it penciled in for 3.30 tomorrow afternoon, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but it has to be over by uh, 3.45, so if that if that's the effects it has on it. Picnic to get to. It's like mm-hmm. three times for you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Dubs and his chick schedule Our sexual sex. encounters. Which I guess you have to in today's world. Mm-hmm. Because I know you have such We're a busy, busy bodies. I know you have such a busy schedule. <laughs> Maybe for her, mm-hmm. not necessarily for you. No, I gotta go sit back on the couch. Uh, that's magicstickcondoms.com. Uh, here's another seven of the seven hot things to say to a woman, J Dubs. Okay. You look beautiful when you're sleeping. Oh, that's <laughs> very creepy. <laughs> that is scary. Yeah, because that means you're just staring at her while she's sleeping. I can't believe that any woman would be into that. Now, do you say beautiful or, oh, you're so cute and peaceful when you're sleeping? Is that better? You look dead, yeah. which I like. That's <laughs> I really like it when your sleep apnea kicks in. It's at that point I want to mount. I like, um, I like it when your head's under the pillow. Whore. <laughs> and I have a gun firmly pressed to the top of it. Just thinking no one will hear this. No Give one will hear reason. this. Give me a reason. There's pillow pants walking through. <laughs> About to test this out again in a second. It makes me laugh every time. Yeah, pillow pants, uh, formerly known as Napier. The way you dance is really sexy. Does that count as a seven hot thing? One of the seven hot things to say to a chick? It seems kind of cheesy. Yeah, that was corny. Uh, I mean, I, it's not particularly bad, but it just does seem, seem kind of cheesy, and I don't know if it would work or not. You have a wonderful laugh. 
you got to admit you like to hear when a chick laughs. Sometimes. As a guy who prides himself on his comedy. Yeah. you gotta you got to think, hey, if she's laughing, you know, it's getting over. And I've always heard, too, that's the quickest way to have sex with a chick or to get with a chick, more than even being good looking. If you can make a chick laugh, more than likely you got a real good shot. It depends on the girl, really. Well, but uh, I would say more times than not, if you're hot, you're going to get laid. No matter what, if you're funny, you got to be damn funny. See, that's not true. P-Ducks. Well, the thing with funny guys that actually uh, make chicks laugh is that they continue talking past the point of sealing the deal. And so they talk themselves out of the panties. Yeah, oh. That could be true right there. Where, uh, you know, she's really into it for a little bit, and then you just go too far. Exactly. You keep uh, being a shock job, yeah. and it doesn't work. Oh, hey, uh, Jason, the 407 has a good one. All right, I got two really sincere lines. The okay. first one doesn't work, the second one will. You go up to them, you look them right in the eyes, and say, hey, girl, everyone with someone that has AIDS? All right. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. If that doesn't work, then you say, you know what? You remind me of my five-year-old daughter. <laughs> <laughs> That's called ever. Was that in the 407? Yeah, that was in the 407. He's bringing it tonight. I don't know what it is. 407 is on fire. Very incredibly wrong guy in the 407. Uh, the dimples in your butt make me really hungry for cottage cheese. That one will work? I don't know if that works. I don't know if that's an incredibly hot thing to say to a chick. Best thing to do is say it to an anorexic chick, even push her further over the edge. You know, just someone's skin and bones. You may want to go with a medium. <laughs> you pregs? Do you really want to eat that? Brian in the 407. What's up, Brian? They're giving away prizes, seven hot things to say to a chick. Go ahead, Brian. How about, uh, I can't believe you know exactly what I want, but you never give it to me. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the other thing. You always got to cut yourself off. Yeah. How about this one, Dubs? You're so clever. Obviously a lie. Never met a woman who's clever. Met one I wanted to bury a cleaver in, but uh, other than that, <laughs> add an A in there. Chuck Jock. I'm surprised Not you know how to spell. Uh, whoa, wait a second. Taking it back. Dubs the dictionary. I know. I just followed one down. I don't know. Sometimes chicks are clever. How? They could be witty. <laughs> I'm going to take that as your version of a no. No. That is a no. No, they aren't. How about this one? Your skin smells fantastic. When it's removed from your flesh. <laughs> as long as we can peel it away from the uh, from the muscle. Your skin smells fantastic. What kind of pickup line is that? I don't know. It's not a pickup line. These are things you say when you're already in a relationship. I think, because you can't just approach some chick at a bar and say you got fantastic, you know, eyelashes. Yeah, you can. Why not? I don't know, because then you seem like you're trying too hard. you got to be on a third, fourth date for something like that. Yeah, P-Docs. Well, see, if you're going to refer to scents, you have to use the word delicious instead of fantastic. You smell delicious. (sighs) 
See, then it implies you want to do an act, and I'm not really interested. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the problem. Delicious Ghost goes some sort of a... And I don't know if I'm really ready for that. Yeah, just promising something you just can't deliver on. Right. Gerard in the 407. Yeah, boys. Yo, buddy. Hey, the best night I've ever heard. You get the hot chick, and welcome to you. Look at her sincerely. Look at her eyes and say, you want to go halves on a bastard? You want to go? Oh, you want to go halves on a basket? Right. <laughs> Meaning that you're going to knock her up and you aren't going to be there either. I'd have given him a prize. Would you? Call ne- back then. You get a prize. I'd never heard that before. No. Want to go halvesies on a bastard? Wow. That's Matt. He mm. almost did that. You don't sweat much for a fat chick. By the way, his hair. I, I never said that. <laughs> All right. Wasn't that one of your things? You you almost coined that phrase, didn't you? I used to use that one a lot. You don't sweat much for a fat chick. <laughs> That's a compliment. There's a compliment. That says something about your pores. Mm-hmm. And that that means I, ta- I pay attention to the details. How about Derek in the 352? What's up, Derek? Hey, uh, I just want to say something that uh, that really worked well one time was, uh, like, just for instance, at a bar, I'm just giving the example. There's a, a really hot chick by herself. You go up there, you sit down, but you don't say anything. She's expecting some crap, some line, anything like that, and it gets her interested. She actually starts talking first. It's, you know, it's actually a move uh, that isn't that bad. If you Like when you ignore the hot chick, that does pique their interest. But from what I gathered, what he said, uh, you walk up to her, sit down, and just stare at her. And not saying a word. You don't stare at her, you stare through her. Like she's not even there. I think it works. Usually because I wish she wasn't. Sometimes. You're looking for a guy with some voice. Huh? You know. Twigging berries. That's your diet. Granola bar? Dave in the fruit too. That too. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Dave, what do you got? What's up, Dave? Uh, well, the other, the other lines that you got are really good. I mean, they're close. Really close. All the stuff, but instead of saying, you know, I really love your eyelashes and stuff, they... You know, especially works great. Like, you got a sister or something. My sister uses this, and this looks way better. You know, what are you doing different? You're doing something different. And I like it a lot better, you know? I don't well, know. that means you're checking out your sister. Yeah, see, that's the other thing. You're sexualizing your sister. Yeah. I don't think you can do that. You, can work, you can't work in your sister, your mom into the conversation. It's not going to help you get over. Have you ever used any stupid lines whenever you approach the chick? Like something like, let me get a natural light ice for the lady? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of any cheesy lines I've ever used. I've always been an anti-line guy, which makes it really difficult. See, that's the problem. I've never, ever used a line. It just seems... But then on the other hand, too, you never want to be honest guy either. It just seems like the best thing to do is not talk to chicks. Yeah. <laughs> it oh, just man. seems it seems way too hard. Yeah. Lauren in 352. Hey, Lauren. Yes. Go ahead. Hey, I've got a great pickup line and actually won me a $100 bar tab one time. Ooh. Yeah, it goes. I know you're not a virgin, but can I play with the box that it came in? Oh, God. <laughs> That's hot. What are you, Ed Gein? Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like to cook it up later? <laughs> Maybe wear it as a hat or a necklace? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. How does that get you a bar tab? What freaky place are you going to? Right. God, I almost want to get our buddy Shafee on the phone. He's working right now, though. I know. Do you remember the story there, buddy Shafee? 
where he went to a bar and he was talking to a chick, and she kind of blew him off and was like, didn't even just blow him off, but was real, <laughs> but was real mean to him. Yeah. Then he starts yelling at her. He goes, "You don't know who I am. I could be a serial killer for all you know, and you've just ignited me and made me want to follow you to your house and slit your throat while you're sleeping." <laughs> I gotta teach you a lesson. You gotta realize you can't be mean to just anybody. You never know who wants to follow you to your purple car, you know, or whatever. <laughs> it was like, he just went off in this diatribe and scared this chick, but he did it almost like he was sincere. He, yeah, he was trying to teach her a lesson. He was trying to be Mr. Rogers in the bar, if, hey, look, you, or Chris Hansen. Yeah. You never know. I could be that guy that's gonna follow you. And rape you in your sleep. You can't treat people this way. Derek in the 321. <laughs> What's up, Best Derek? Best way to get a girl's attention in the bar, guys, mm. go up to her and say, hey, are you going to walk back to your car by yourself later? <laughs> I give him a prize. <laughs> That's along the lines. Hold on, you weirdo. I'm just wondering. Do you think that would be... Here's the thing. you got to have a certain look to pull that one off. Because if you were Matt or me, it wouldn't work. Like I don't know what look you have to have, but I think one guy could pull it off. To, dubs, you think? Dubs. I think Dubs could pull it off. Yeah? This yeah. where you're like your gimmicky and your crazy wild yellow polo shirt guy. Yeah. <laughs> look at me. Canary yellow. Johnny Banana. Hey, hey, my name's Tweety. And I just want to know if you're going to be walking in your car alone later. And then maybe you just break the ice. Papa John in 386. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, brother. I got a great pickup line for a girl. Mm -hmm. it, it, it works almost all the time. You pull up next to her and say, hey, how much? All right, you see. get late every time. <laughs> that does work yeah. if you have enough. <laughs> exactly. I got to swing by the ATM. Why isn't it legal already? That is the odd thing about it. Hey, if someone wants to have sex for money, why are you stopping them? I don't understand. I think it would hurt the economy. Mm -hmm. That's why I think. Yeah, think about it. If prostitution were legal and you could just go pay for sex, and this isn't being, you know, a... Chuck jock. You wouldn't be out supporting your community and your local restaurants and movies and stuff like that. It mm -hmm. would literally hurt the economy. It would. Anti-Matt in the 407, what do you got? Yeah, what's up? I got two. First, when you go up to a girl, be like, hey, babe, use the treasure. How about I take you in the backyard and bury your ass? <laughs> <laughs> Give him a prize. And number two, number two, you looking at you, be like, no. damn, I bet you, I, huh? All right, go ahead. All right, you go. Damn, baby. I bet you drink kids like a champ. <laughs> All right. Oh. I had to dump that one. Hold yeah. on. Ass. That's why I try to stop you, because the one you were saying earlier on hold, I couldn't put on the air. <laughs> Do you think it dumped out of the other one? I hope not. I repeat it. Anti-Matt goes, um, something about the treasure. Uh, See, that's you're, my you're, problem. You're, I don't even remember lines. You're a treasure buried. Uh, you're a you're treasure tre buried? <laughs> oh, Billy. Uh, you're, you're a treasure, baby. Why don't I take you to the backyard and uh, bury you? Your ass. Your yeah, ass. see, Dub, you said see? it. Like, you I, said it like a guy that's wearing a canary yellow, canary yellow shirt. Well, hey, baby. <laughs> what are you going golfing later? <laughs> Corporate Dubs. Your weather's caramel. Ashley in the 407. Aw, <laughs> oh, Ashley. Punched out. 
right, SFG says, how about, hey, baby, I'm 400 pounds of free radio, and now I'm no longer a virgin. <laughs> that could work, Matt. It did. Well, the first part did. You got your eyes on any other prizes? I have a couple prospects. Carly from the board? Yeah, I'm working on her. I don't, I don't think it'll happen. <laughs> she seems a little too hot for you. Yeah, I don't think so. I guess Heretic Ivan and his new girlfriend, Angel Ginny, will be up in the open door tonight. Good for her. That shouldn't be awkward. <laughs> I can't say some of these, uh, C-Lane. It's hmm. one about diarrhea on here. <laughs> can't do it. It's a hideout, Road Radio 104.1. <laughs> Back in the hideout. Hour three. 40 minutes away from the World Series of Shock Culture. Napier, don't go anywhere. We're about to test out the uh, electric chair. Yeah, the new and improved. Now, uh, what Napier did... Oh, have we uh, done the rigmarole? The comeback stuff? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. So, High Out Road Radio 104.1. There, yeah, did it again. Perfect. Don't, don't forget. Reiterate. Um, well, we'll get to that in a second. Do we got any more phone calls about pickup lines? Yeah, let's uh, do a couple of these real quick. Uh, Big B in the uh, 321. Yeah, that's Big B. What you got? What's going on, man? I don't have pickup lines. I got piss-off lines. <laughs> All right. Okay. Walk, up, walk up to a chick in the bar and be like, hey, baby, you're so beautiful. You're every pirate's dream, a sunken chest. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> funny, or how about, though. Or, or how about, hey, baby, you're as flat as a board and easy to nail. Um, Yeah, that yeah, always that's helps. An, that's an old school one, yeah. Wild Hawk in the 407. Uh, hey, baby, I want to slap skin. Your skin up on my wall. <laughs> He's a winner. Hold on. Like winner. She's a deer. Right. I don't know why that's so great. It is, though. Think about it. That goes along with my buddy Shafee and his uh, lesson that he talked that chick. Yeah. Slash, get your skin up on my wall. Could you imagine? <laughs> like she's a rug. Right, here's what we ought to do. We ought to get some of these really mean serial killer ones and just try them out. And take a tape recorder out and just see what happens. I think that one is funny enough. But looking at the Wild Hawk, she would probably call the police. I've seen the kid. Yeah. Play basketball with him, basketball with him uh, Saturdays. But, you know, some guys could pull it. I get, I, again, I think it's a dubs. Yeah, if, you're, if you walk in there wearing, like, camo, no, it's not going to work out. Right. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Licking a knife while you're doing it. Exactly. Um, all right, Napier, we got the World Series of Shock Culture, and you have made up an electric chair. What he has done, he's put uh, um, two shock uh, like areas on the arms, and two like one on the uh, small of the back, one on the upper back. So it'll shock him in four places. If any of us get a question wrong, we will hit it. Um, Take a seat there, Napier. I don't. Does he really have to take his shirt off? I think it, I think it got him before, didn't it? Yeah, and it's gonna get him on his arms too. It goes through the clothes. Yeah, I don't want. Yeah, his arms will be bare on it, and uh, so that'll get him really good on the arms. I don't think he needs to take his shirt off. We're all for pain in here, but and by the way, the reason he's doing it and we're not doing it is because he tried to get over on the uh, hosts. Yelling us be somebody, so we're making him be somebody. Go ahead, sit down. You need to try us out. 
Oh, by the way, his name isn't Napier anymore. It's Pillow Pants. Yeah, Pillow Pants sit back. How about some nice Wendy's on Monday? No. That sounds okay, that sounds great. Now you're going to stunt. <laughs> Tonight. Oh, yeah, thanks for the offer, Pillow Pants. It's fantastic, Pillow Pants. All right, you ready? One, two, Three. Oh! Son of a... <laughs> oh, son of a... <laughs> you can say I just, bitch. I just got dumber for the test. I don't think I'm going to do very well. Hmm. All right, Napier, you don't it hurts, have... man. You made it, yeah, dude. You're a monster. You're a monster. Oh, suddenly I only remember Power Ranger. In fact, <laughs> I hope there's uh, a lot of those questions. I only know Captain Planet. All right, get on the mic and talk. Actually, have a seat. What do you got, EJ? Well, I was thinking we could just make this a uh, you can't win edition. <laughs> no, because we're actually playing the game for fun. Yeah, we <laughs> Listen to us and how excited we are. Go ahead. Get on a mic. All right, why did it hurt so bad? It, like, shocked me right on my spine. <laughs> you you did... set it up. If you you... could have put it on the, your shoulders or something. I wasn't thinking I was going to be the one shock for every question when I originally <laughs> built it. <laughs> And I, that seems it, it's just the way it, it always on, goes. It was on your spine in. before, though. <laughs> Funny how that works out. Huh? Every time you bring something that's used against you. Didn't even think about that. <laughs> Is that EJ back there, like a maniac? Yeah. Christ. Go ahead, B-Docs. I think his shirt is burning. I smell fabric. I dude. How many shocks do you think you can take? Because there's a chance we could really bomb. <laughs> and How hard is, are these questions, EJ? You're back there. They're about even difficulty. They're average. Most people should be able to get most of them. Like okay. Tracy's mom. That's got it going on. Could we? Could we at least get someone else shocked too, just so I have reference? You know, so everyone else knows. All right, really pants. Here's what I'm gonna do for you. Yeah, let's sit someone else down in the chair just to prove that it. He's not. He didn't fake this up. I'll have one person sitting it. I think it's Pillow Pants' idea. Pillow Pants does it. Well, I would like to see one other person's reaction. Just just make sure I'm not faking. Just one time. Manhole. Manhole. <laughs> He's doing production work. Whatever. Matter. This is more important. The show's going on right now. Ceiling's going to get him. Or maybe Ceiling does it. <laughs> oh, like he'd honestly volunteer to do something painful. Well, he doesn't have to. We can tell him. That's real power. <laughs> do it one more time, because I don't think you really felt it. Take a seat. Here comes Manhole. All right, Manhole. Take a seat in the hole. Uh, <laughs> in the chair, Manhole. <laughs> no, I'll do it. Put your arms on. The- Is it on a high, like, frequency? Well, there's, there's only one. Uh, one level of this. If you curse... Ah! <laughs> you didn't tell him it was happening. You didn't tell him. What's wrong? Manhole, what's wrong, dude? Come here. The electric chair. That was, that was bad. It was like through the whole body. It wasn't like the taser. It's not like the taser where you just feel like a sharp pain. Oh, right, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right, tell, say it into the mic. It really gets your whole body. It's not just like the taser where it's just like a little pinch. That's like full body. I jumped up like I couldn't even help. It just made me jump up. All right, listen. Matt, do you want to try this out? No. Come on, listen. No. Be somebody, Here's please. Here's the thing. On, I don't think we should have it on the spine. Why? It, 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 explain how you made this up, uh, Napier. 
explain how exactly you did it, how you made the electric chair. Well, basically, I took an old monster can that Dubs had thrown away, mm-hmm. cut it in half, and uh, used the metal from that to make the uh, spots for the for the back. They're about uh, three inches long, two inches uh, high, and then the armrests are all aluminum foil. All right, can you sit back down real quick? I thought Matt was no, gonna... Take your back away from it and just do the arms. I want to see how that works out. No! Nah, and back has to be there. Yeah. <laughs> how about every other one he can switch off? On arms and... All right, look, listen. <laughs> Pillow pants, do you hear me trying for you? This is too good. I can't water down the bet. Listen, I understand you don't care about people. And I do care about people. I just care more about good radio. And honestly, I don't. <laughs> it could just be a problem with me. All right, pillow pants. You made your bed, now you got to lay in it. Or chair, now you got to sit in it. it. Why are you sitting in it now, stupid? Don't be stupid. I'm not actually touching any of the metal, so I'm okay. Well, does that make a noise? Want to test that okay theory? Oh. Does that make a noise? Yeah. Wow. Oh. Put, that, put the mic right next to that. No, no, no. no, no. Uh, not no, right no. next to it. Crank that mic. All right, turn it all the way up. I'm taking my headphones off. Crank that mic. Move the chair a little bit further away. All right. Listen to this. You gotta get closer. No. I hear. I, I do hear something. The, the chair isn't gonna catch on fire. No, no, no. Get the foil away. What are you doing? What is he doing? Getting rid of the ark. Oh. What are we doing in here? What is going on? I know it's the hideout and all. Oh! Whoa, what was that? Me? Did you, get, did you shock him? I tried to. Listen, Dubs. God, this is why I don't trust Dubs for nothing. Why? Because of I that. I got you out of this. No, I thank you, dude. I owe you. Now we got to win tonight so we don't have to stunt. I can see his electric chair being a great bit, though, from now on. Oh, yeah. When does, uh, that's definitely Helmet of Pain mm-hmm. for the Hideout Fantasy Football League. When does um, Chick-fil-A John get up here? Are we going to videotape all We have to videotape all this. He's downstairs right now. Why he don't you says go- he's bringing cattle prods, too. No. Not- you got enough electricity going this through this place. Is it Now, can we get some cops or something, like an expert on the phone or something, to know how much is too much? Like, how many shocks? See, the thing is, it's not about how many shocks it is. It's how much uh, electricity is going through the body at one time. And this isn't enough to kill anybody, unless you have heart problems already. Hmm. What? Napier, how's love? Huh? Why are you sitting there, Matt? Come on, Matt. There's a weight limit, I think. I don't think so. Uh, shut up now. <laughs> Napier, you don't have any heart issues? I take a lot of caffeine. Sea hey, oh, lane, come on in here. <laughs> I think if, if two interns got. I think all three have to. It's going to be the Lindbergh baby in here now. <laughs> Lindbergh baby. In the field. This is the funnest thing <laughs> ever. Hafei, come in here and you do the honors for this one. You'll love it. You'll find it to be even more impressive when you get to press the button yourself. Gosh, I'm scared of this thing. If you insist. All right. You just hit this uh, button. Yeah. Yeah, I take all that stuff out of your pocket. Just in case. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, pillow pants didn't tell uh, Manhole to take everything out of his pockets. All right. All right, so how do you do it? You just click it? Just click it. 
Sit all the way back. Lean back. Lean back. There you go. Nice. <laughs> 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 You're sick. <laughs> and that's every time you get one wrong? Yep. Jesus, this sucks. <laughs> I said we rotate with the intern. Yes. I'm down with that. Hell yeah. That involves your team, too. So. Yeah, that would uh, that put our team in the chair, though. Your strong suit. I, here's how we do it then. Every time Chunks misreads a question, Manhole gets shocked. <laughs> okay. Every time the unmotivated miss a question, Napier gets shocked. Every time we miss a question, C Lane gets oh, shocked. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> for C Lane. I gotta make it. Dude, we got three interns. I, I know. We gotta spread it around evenly. You gotta be a good forward. This got so nasty so quick. It was just a pop culture quiz, and now it's turning to hell. You know why? Because <laughs> it's the hideout. True. That's it why. Man, walk <laughs> Exactly. Going to the electric chair. Old Sparky, we got sitting in here. All right, Pete Ox, I know you listen to the show occasionally, but you're hanging out on this Friday night. Every Friday. What is? What is your thought about this? Now that you see this, I don't know if you had heard stories about the hideout. I know you'd listened before, but now that you see it in action. What are your thoughts? It's like a Russian prison. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, we got an expert on the line about uh, electricity. All right, who is it? Zeppelin in the seven. Good, Heretic Zeppelin. He is, actually. What's I up? am in no way whatsoever an expert on anything. <laughs> Drinking. But, Driving. anyways, he can take as many shots as, he, as you can give him. It's, they won't tell him you. That's my professional opinion. <laughs> okay, well, then, all right, never mind then. Well, he, is, he has worked as a... EMT. He's EMT a firefighter currently. Firefighter, yeah. I, I would trust him. Do you like the idea of that, of having the rotating shocks? Yeah, I do. That's just part of being on the bottom. That's just part of being on the bottom. <laughs> You'll the work hideout. your way up, don't worry. Just got to take it. One day, pill of pants, mm. which, is now, which was uh, formerly I, Napier. I was uh, in the same situation you guys were three or four years ago. Dude. I got a bad. That electric chair is crazy. Yeah. How do you think of that, Napier? Like, what in your mind says, hey, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a taser and wires and a monster can and put it on the clear channel chairs. Just trying to come up with interesting stuff for the show. I'm telling you, you missed your calling. Yeah. Radio isn't really for you. I think you should go work as, like, a stunt coordinator or something. He's perfect for this kind of stuff for us, though. I mean, he came to the right show to do this. He has other ideas, too. The unfortunate thing is every idea he comes up with, he has to do. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, P-Docs. He could be an interrogator for the FBI. That's true. Guantanamo Bay needs somebody. Too dumb. He wouldn't remember the questions. Huh? Exactly. That's what I'm talking about, Pillow Pants. You like your new name, Pillow Pants? No. Let's shock you until you like it. All right, sit back. I like it very much, though. I don't know. I don't believe you. It, sit it's back. great. It's the best name you've ever come, come up with on. ever. Come on, sit back. You can't lie. we got to get at least one shock until you like Pillow Pants. <laughs> All right. Sit back. I don't want to sit back. Sit back. <laughs> 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 Our SBK goes, who has shot collars on? No, soul brother. It's not just a shot collar. It is a full-fledged electric chair. We've uh, rigged up a chair. Don't be racist. I have to be sometimes. It's just in my nature. We've rigged up a oh, chair. Rigged. Uh, that uh, has uh, four points of electricity coming at it uh, on the forearms and two on the spine. 
One on the back. for the legs, too. One on the butt. You want me to make well, make some for the legs? I can do that. How stupid are you, pillow you? pants? God, you're idiot. Hey, I'm just trying to make it better for you, Hefe. See, Lane, you know you're taking the shots for, for hideout varsity. Yeah. For our team. Don't okay. worry. Don't worry. There won't be any. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gonna be like we got it covered. Death. All right. Soul Brother said, just tuned in. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Soul Brother Kevin. <laughs> SBK Live tomorrow night. Don't forget about that. And Pedox and the Soul Brother got something special to brew, and I can't talk about it, but I know what it is, and it's very special. Yes. Should we leave this for them? For um, SBK Live? Yeah. Um, if they want to use it, I'm not opposed to it. Do you think we're the first radio show in the nation to come up with an, a full-fledged electric chair? I hope no. so. We can't be. Can't, we're not? I'm sure there's somebody else. Damn You're it. just trying to take credit away from me. Why are you always naysaying, C-Lane? Sit down. You suck. <laughs> Sit down for bad acting. What are you talking about? <laughs> what is that? Is that your Oscar scene? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> All right, Pillow Pants. Sit down for y'all on that team. again? At the hideout varsity. Why? No. This is wrong, man. <laughs> Sit back. You're sick. Here we go. No! <laughs> I, I I think it's gonna I think it's gonna wear off. I don't. Oh. All right, I'm getting this. Um, Make sure we have more the, nine bolts. The interns are gonna pull a Full Metal Jacket soap beating style punishment for pillow pants. I can see it happening. You keep coming up with crazy stuff, man. People are gonna get pissed at you. I like it for the show. This is perfect for the hideout. Now, what, should we get this uh, chair and move it over here so the heretics can kind of sit down and not really... I don't know how stable this thing is. Yeah. I don't want any wires ripping out. All right, we can do whatever you want. I mean, yeah, whatever. Let's, let's sit this place up. All right, well, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll uh, try to squeeze in a whole bunch of material in the next 20 minutes, then do the open-door policy in the World Series of Shock Culture. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. <laughs> Friday night, wrap it up, hour three, about to kick it off. The open door policy, you got plenty of time to get here. This is a hideout you won't want to miss. A lot of people waiting to get in. World Series of shock culture, J-Dubs. And to see this live will be amazing. You have to come up here and uh, check out the electric chair we've got set up. You realize that unlike the hacks across the street, we don't fake our stuff. No. We do it for real. Um, Even if it could cause this, according to GIST, it takes as little as 100 milliamps to stop someone's heart. You guys may actually kill someone on the air and make history. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. That's how we. That's how you be somebody. You throw caution to the wind. And interns' lives. Because mm-hmm. I'll uh, be honest with you, I'm not really interested. Caution's more uh, more precious to us. Um, a couple of emails I want to share with you. Maybe I'll just save that for Monday. Uh, here's a, I want to talk about this real fast. We're all okay. buddies here in the hideout before we open up the we uh, sure are. the uh, doors to the heretics. Seven reasons to end a friendship. Okay. Number one, he doesn't help you move. And when you think about it, it favors our currency. And like Dubs, always and forever, you and I will help each other move. I help everybody move because I want everybody to help me move. Yeah, and that's kind of the friend thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um... Number two, he only calls you when he's down. Yeah. Number three, he rarely hangs out. Now that's becoming me. <laughs> Number four, his jokes aren't funny anymore. Oh, they'll never be me. 
I'm hilarious. <laughs> Number five, he lies about small things. Number six, he talks about how much you earn, how much more you earn. Number seven, your, girl- for the contract. your girlfriend <laughs> thinks he's adult. This is uh, basically me and Bicurious BJ. Um, whom the film Behind the Bicurious from Stop the Hideout documentary filmmaker is yeah. about. He's your cousin. You had all this stuff go on with him? Yeah, basically in the span of that last week when he was here, all this happened. Really? Yeah, basically every single one of these. I mean, except for he doesn't help you move. That doesn't really... But he did help you move. Yeah, he so helped worked me move. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he only he only will call when like there's something bad going on in his life. So that's um, why you don't answer his calls anymore. Mm-hmm. He rarely hangs out. I mean, we don't live around each other. But whenever I went home f- for uh, a while there... I could never find him. You'd always be like, yeah, let's hang out, and then, you know, completely disappear. Uh, jokes aren't funny anymore. I mean, I guess that's true. Uh, he lies about small things. That's BJ to a T. Uh, what do you do? Do you genuinely, like, you ended the friendship. Yeah. And you guys have been friends since, what, you were two? Yeah, basically. I just, I can't have that kind of person in my life right now. Why? Maybe it's sometime. So, it's so bad? What's, what's the problem? It, it would just, it was not productive. There's no reason for it. I can't believe you just X someone out of your your life like that. I'm cold. What can I say? I guess. Um, he did talk about how much more I earn than him, but he doesn't earn anything. So I yeah. Well, then what's that? Yeah, you know, someone who uh, sits on the side of the street begging for money makes more. And yeah, my chick thought he was an adult. I could see this happening with me and Tommy. Yeah, we used to be friends. I don't think we're friends anymore. Why not? I don't know. What happened to Tommy? Where's he at? There he is. I don't know what it is. Tommy, why don't uh, you and Hefe hang out or be friends anymore? He doesn't like me. <laughs> you don't like me? No, it's because you don't like me. <laughs> what? <laughs> but I do like you. I thought you didn't like me. No, I say, hey, Matt, does Hefe hate me again today? And then he says, I don't know. He hates me, too. <laughs> I've never hated you. Then I guess I was wrong. I got annoyed at some point. Just like I sometimes I get annoyed with Matt, but then at the same time too, I also understand why Tommy is the way he is. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't fault him for it. Me and Tommy have actually gotten a lot closer over the, like the last six months. Good, why don't you kiss each other? <laughs> Lean towards that. Maybe I'll use one of these pickup lines. Hey, uh, Tommy, your eyelashes are beautiful. Thanks. Yours are great too. Mm. You're really cute when you sleep. Thank you. <laughs> It's true. It's precious. Your feet hanging out from under the covers. Oh, yeah. My my uh, athlete's foot feet. Your hobbit hairy feet. <laughs> <laughs> my blonde furry toes. <laughs> hey, now I think about this, this is Matt, too. Oh, I will say Matt hangs out, which I'm very surprised by. Like, Matt is always out after the open door. Yeah. And maybe it's just so he can be out, but I think he's actually become friends with some of the heretics. I worry now that he's lost his boyfriend, Soph, the hideout documentary filmmaker, if, well, he'll, if he'll be out as much. I, I think he will be because they were heading to parties, just the two of them, and like uh, not going to the heretic events. What's that about? We. You see your next meal ticket? You looking to hop on board that one, the L.A. train? Maybe, and you understood my movie references. That's the, that's mainly why I like to hang out with them. To someone who gets your humor. My Kramer vs. Kramer uh, references. You get me. 
You complete me. You're Steven, you're clever. <laughs> I could see you and Soft kissing. You could? Yeah. I don't know why. There's something odd about it. He'd have to stand on a step stool, but I could see it happening. Well, I think he'd be uh, sitting on Matt's lap. We did get a gay a couple of times. Wow. Just the things we'd say to each other, just to freak each other out. But <laughs> What? Right, can you give me an example? I want your third letter in the alphabet. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> Hold on a second. How do you say that to another man? What was... Uh, he was in the back. Like in, yeah, what reference? Oh, he was in the back. And I was, uh, during the one of the nights I was phone screening, and I guess I was getting yelled at, and I just turned around and I said that to Soft. Just to <laughs> out of nowhere, with a straight face. And he just cracked up. And you got mad at me for not paying attention. Is that the night that you were essentially telling Angel Jenny you hated her? And Maybe. Then you, and then you turn around and I said that's that? that's the night. You professed your love to Soft yeah, and what part of his body you wanted. And then he sent it back to me, and we all giggled. What the hell? Rubbed each other's tummies. What? <laughs> what is going on back there, dude? So, so awkward. It really is. Why is everyone staring at me now? It's just a one phrase. You said that happened more than one occasion, though. Oh, like four or five. That's not gay. Straight men do not say that to each other. By the way, though... <laughs> Prosecutors say they want to limit the use of gay panic defenses where defendants claim their crimes are justified because of fear or anger over their victim's sexual orientation. But that's not a defense. It was prompted by the murder of a, a reason, but not a defense. of a 17-year-old, a transgendered situ uh, teenager, who was beaten and strangled in 2002 after two men whom it had had Relations? certain sex with learned that she was biologically male. So? Now, you got to think about it, it, too. It looked like a woman's face. Exactly. How do you not know the difference? You know what I mean? Like, if like how? Can if it's that act, why do you care? Um, yeah, but are you specifically... Like, wouldn't that be one thing that would kind of clue you? Hmm. You know, where they want to do that? Yeah, and that's the only yourself, thing? Oh, I, I'd actually want to see... Uh, <laughs> let me see the rest of the goods. You know what? That, that's a funny thing. Like, if uh, anybody ever offers that act, you should just ask... What are you, a tranny? What the hell's your problem? Uh, yeah, especially if you just met him. Yeah. Hold on a second. I'm going to need to make sure. Why? You're not holding Why ruin it? Why ruin the mood? Because if you find out afterwards, you could go into this gay panic and beat somebody. I and wouldn't. here's the other thing I don't understand, too. Guys will lie all the time to have sex. You know what I I'm call tranny? What? Constant birth control. You never have to worry. <laughs> Human depot? <laughs> yes. Mampo. Why? <laughs> uh, don't you just kind of sit there in your shame at some point? Yeah. After watching one of those videos. Oh. Around 1.30. After... <laughs> uh, that I didn't need to hear. All right, we excited about this World Series of Pop Culture? Yes, shock culture. Oh, yeah, shock culture. Get chunks in here. Hey, grab me the midget porn. Yeah, another one of Thank our you. heretics brought us DVDs this time. <laughs> Ooh, Bridget and Twidget. <laughs> what? I'm yeah. watching this one, I swear. Bridget and Twidget? Yeah, sometimes I need a something different. Chunks. No, I do not want this. All right, Chunks, explain how the World Series of Pop Culture is going to go down. 
All right. Simple. Or shot culture. We're going to do it. Uh, we're going to try and keep the rules relatively close to the actual game. What's going to happen is there's three of you on a team. I will announce a category, and you will pick one of your team members to answer the questions for that round. Um, it's going to be – I'll have a total of six questions. Whoever uh, gets the most questions wins the round. The other person is eliminated. And uh, you can't use the same person. That's what you guys decide. You can't use the same person two rounds in a row. Okay. And it will go on. It will be a best of five. Um, I thought it was six. It's only five. There's five people. The, yeah. So there'd be six different, or there'd be five different categories. Because the last person's not going to have to answer a category. They've already won. You see? No, that's not usually the way it works out, is it, Tommy? Have these boys even watched this show? But what we do have is an electric chair. And what I have is midget and tranny porn. <sighs> Male fraud is the name of the video. <laughs> oh, jeez. I... Is that legit? Yes. Let me see. That is Male clever. fraud promises. Uh, dudes yeah, you gotta, dresses. You got to edit out three sentences Sensation- at a time. Sensational she-males. Stop. Are and you serious? Crossdressers unite. You were officially <laughs> at this bizarre ball. Mo. You were officially Mo. If you even touch tranny porn, you are Mo. I haven't touched yet. <laughs> oh, <right>. Yet. <laughs> how, how long do you think this is gonna take, Trunks? Well, uh, I have a lot. I have shorter ones that I've saved for the end that should be really quick. Mm-hmm. So if the first couple of categories I have go too long. I'll jet those out, but I don't see why we shouldn't be able to finish it before the end of the show. You think it'll take about an hour? Uh, it should. It should take about an hour. Okay. Um, well, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We open up the doors to the Do heritage. Can you hear the, the uh, opening we have? Yeah, sure. Presenting the ultimate pop culture quiz. Answer a question wrong, and you get zapped. The Hideout World Series of Shop Culture. All right, that actually sounds a little too uh, professional for this show. Mm -hmm. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Friday night, the hideout and the heretics are here. The only show brave enough to open up the doors and allow you to come hang out with us. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1, kicking off hour four. And it's time for the World Series of Shock Culture. Um, I, this is a show that I guess is on VH1. Tommy, it's become one of your favorites. Yes. It was on your Tommy's Top 20. Yes. And explain the show a little bit to people. It's, uh, two teams, three people each, and one by one they go up and face someone from the other team, and it's usually, you know, pop culture references, whether it's movies or TV or music. Uh, and it's kind of the obscure things, and whoever wins, you know, sits uh, sits back down. Whoever loses is out. And so the winner, the the winner, the team that wins is whichever team has at least one person left. One, the last man standing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Dubs, have you watched the show at all? I have not watched the show yet. No. I've checked it out a little bit. I guess there was a marathon last Saturday on VH1, and I was able to check it out. Um. Now, Tommy, I know uh, you're a big fan of the show, and Matt Albert's a big fan of the show. Both of you are actually actively looking for a third person because you think you could really do some damage and possibly win $250,000. I was watching last night's episode, and I kind of rethought that because last night's episode 
I did horrible at. So did I only I. did well in one category, and it was r- rappers, which was kind of odd. All right, that's not usually your thing. No. I did horrible at that category. <laughs> All right. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> now, that you guys are the unmotivated. It is Tommy Bateman, Matt Albert, and Pillow Pants. Um, as far as Hideout Varsity goes, it's myself, Hefe, J-Dubs, and Candy Lane. Who just now is walking in late. Like, just waiting for the entrance. All right. Now, our um, hosts of the world's... Oh, by the way, there's a twist. Here in the hideout version of uh, the World Series of Pop Culture, we have made an electric chair. So it is the World Series of Shock Culture. We've been testing it out all night. Pedox, you're one of our Friday night buddies now hanging out. It's legit, isn't it? Very legit. Uh, it's right behind me. It is wired up to a taser. Um, Pillow Pants, who formerly known as Napier, did a whole you know situation where it's wired up. Why'd you move the one from the ass? There are two on the spine now. Yeah, it's two on the spine now yeah. because it wasn't going through the pants well enough. Oh Christ! Um, and two spots along the uh, the arms. Now these are made of aluminum. Uh, one of Dubs's old monster cans. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's all placed on this electric chair. Here's the way the rules uh, flow out. Trunks is the host uh, with the helps of Manhole and EJ from the U. Let's hear it for them putting together the categories and the questions. Every time Trunks screws up reading a question, Manhole gets shocked on the electric chair. Every time Hideout Varsity misses a question, C-Lane will get shocked by the electric chair. And he just ran out. And every time the unmotivateds get shocked... Or get one wrong. Or, or get one wrong, sorry. Then um, Pillow Pants will, uh, will end up having to get shocked. All right? No, 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 C-Lane, you're in here. Come on in, C-Lane. Not back. We don't need phones. There's no reason for phones. This is all... You get to sit back and enjoy. There's no reason for you to participate right now. Unless Got a nice you're lounging chair for you. Exactly. All right, J-Dub, now we have a little open for this. Presenting the ultimate pop culture quiz. Answer a question wrong, and you get zapped. The Hideout World Series of Shock Culture. By the way, what's on the line? Whichever team loses, stunts as a team next week in the open door. And that stunt is yet to be decided. We'll probably even put it up to the heretics and see what you guys think, all right? So this is for real. We really want to win. Now, uh, really quickly, Chunks, explain the rules one more time. All right, here's how the rules go. There will be uh, five different categories, six questions each. Um, you will send one person from your team as a representative to the mic. Uh, whoever answers the most questions in a category wins the category. The other person is knocked out. You can okay. also steal as well, uh, which will count as a point, and there's tiebreakers if need so, be. And uh, how do we... Pick the winner. Is it on who takes the most categories or the, the most questions? The last person that's left, mm-hmm. um, because if you lose a category, you're out. Okay. That person who won the category remains in. So it, if an entire team is eliminated, they lose. Now, how about as far as uh, s- stealing? Did you get 10 seconds to answer? Yeah, yeah, we'll give you guys 10 seconds to answer. If the other person uh, answers incorrectly or they don't have an answer, the uh, person from the other team will then have a chance to steal. How long do they have? Five seconds? Um, sure, we'll give them five. I think that's how it is, right, Tommy? I I think it's that, longer, but it's edited ten? down. Uh, yeah, it's edited down, so okay. we'll give it five. Uh, I got a coin here. 
Let's see who goes first. We'll see which team will go first. Uh, I'll give you the, the first category. All right, we'll flip the coin. Flip the coin, and uh, have to call it near. I'd rather Matt Albert. Okay. Matt Albert, I'll give it to you guys. Flip the coin. Tails. Tails. No. It's heads. Dubs, you want to go first? Yeah, let's go first. We'll answer the questions first. All right, I'll give you the category, then you will send... And uh, by the way, heretics, no cheating. We're doing this... No. We're doing this with a live in-studio audience so you guys can see us get shocked. Don't ruin the game by throwing out answers. All right? We're trying to keep this legit because we're going to have to stunt for you next week anyway. All right? All right. The first category... Is a 1990s entertainment mix. Who will be your representative? What does that mean, entertainment mix? It's everything, music, from the 90s. movies, TV, everything. Just 90s based. From the 90s. Uh, Dubs, you want to? I'll go first. Yeah, I'll go up first on this one. All right. And who? Which? Who are the unmotivateds picking? I don't know how you feel, Matt. I'll go with it. All right. All right now, what we, what we need to do? Hold on. We need Napier and Ceiling uh, up by the chair. Over by the chair, boys. Anytime one's gotten wrong, you get shocked. Well, just sit in the chair whenever whoever's up first. So C Lane, sit in the chair. And I got the, uh, I'll control the shock. Okay. I was, I was thinking, uh, maybe, uh. You know what? I'll let do it. Chunks. EJ from the U, since he worked very hard to okay. put together questions. That's what happens, Hair Takes. You step up, you get rewarded. Come over here, EJ. All right. Okay. Question, question one goes to J Dubs. Mm-hmm. What? was the highest-grossing movie of the 90s. Titanic. Correct. Yes! Out of the way, J-Dubs. That's one for hideout varsity. Get up, C-Lane. You boys rotate. He got it right. He saved you. The next question will go to Matt Albert. What musician founded the Lil Affair, the all-female concert tour? Sarah McLaughlin. Correct. Ah, damn it. All right, there's Tommy in the back jumping around. No shocks yet. And that's, that's one of these things about this game is that anybody feels like they can answer the questions. Question three goes to J-Dubs. All right. In what year did MTV's The Real World debut? 91. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Oh, yeah! Did he shock you? Don't shock him immediately. Sit down and we got to know when you're going to shock. Set up, right? Yeah. One, two, three. It's off, probably. Turn it on. Turn the, there's a switch on. Okay. Oh, there you go. Too much meat. It's on. Oh! All right, I had to dump that just in case. Oh, I didn't say that. Well, it sounded a little bit too. Uh... Watch you guys' mouth. All right. Uh, Did that hurt, Celine? Yes. <laughs> All right, Matt Albert. It is your chance to steal. All right, Napier, get in the, get in the chair. Damn. Uh, I'm sorry. 1992. That is correct. Ah. Oh. Oh. What was the question? Oh, he got it right? Yeah. Oh, and now he gets it That's again. That's not fair, though, because he got he, plenty of time. He got like, yeah, he got like... I tried asking it to him. 90 seconds. All right, whatever. We'll, we'll wait for the shocking then afterwards. Yeah, as the host of the game show, you got to keep us on track. I tried asking it to him, and he was like, "Get in the chair!" Around. No, come on, manhole. Get in the chair. No, that is up. that is a host screw up. That is a get over here. That's the way it works. The host screws up. You get in the chair. Hold on. Wait till we have dump back. Don't do it yet. 
How much time until we have dump back, Tommy? Probably 30 seconds. <clears throat> All right, it's back. Ready? Sit back! Oh, God. What's wrong? It hurt. <laughs> he wants to fight somebody. I'm not going to do anything. All right, now, All right, so they're, Matt's up, turn. they're up two, two to one. one two to half. one, and the question goes to Matt Albert. The top-selling album of the 90s was by what female artist? Jesus. Alanis Morissette. Correct. Whoa! I knew that one. I was thinking Celine Dion, maybe. Again, Titanic. Hmm. Damn it. It wasn't going to be a black chick. I knew that. So what's the score now? Three to one? Three to one. You, you guys, guys have to answer this one. Have to answer this one. Yep, I have to get this one right. All right. Dubs? Yep. What Madonna music video was banned by MTV for being too racy? Um... <laughs> like a virgin. Ah! Incorrect. Matt? Justify my love. Correct. Oh. J Dubs, I'm sorry. But you were eliminated. Damn it. Hideout varsities. That means it is now up to me and C Lane to pull this out. Mm -hmm. Oh, C Lane has to get shocked. Oh god. Jeez, I can hear it. Oh. Gosh! Son of a bitch! I was actually thinking like a prayer, but I yeah. guess that was in the 80s. Yeah. Where she made out with the black man, I guess I, you couldn't do that. Black Jesus. Yeah, the black Jesus. I thought Justify My Love was the black guy. No. She's no. always, you know, yeah. she's got the fever. Alright, <laughs> let's take a break, come back. Uh, well, no. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, three breaks. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Never mind, we will continue. Uh, let's hear the open again, Jay, uh, Tommy, to get people caught up here in the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Pop culture quiz. Answer a question wrong, and you get zapped. The Hideout World Series of Shock Culture. Dubs, you're out of the game now. Yep. It's up to me and C-Lane. C-Lane, how's your, how's your uh, thoughts going? How's it? Are you doing all right? I'm, uh, I'm a little shaken from the, from the shock therapy. <laughs> all right. Son of a bitch. All right, what's the next category, Chunks? The next category... And by the way, Matt Albert cannot participate in this one because he participated in the last one. Matt Albert cannot. Uh, he has to wait one more. The next category is movies, and more specifically, movie villains. Napier. No, Pillow Pants. Pillow Pants. That's his name, Pillow Pants. I'm now. stressed out. What do you... C-Lane? Are you good at this one, C-Lane? You know... Me? Yeah. All right. I'll flip the coin. Uh, who's calling? Actually, since we went first last time, they get to go first. Yeah. It All switches right. off that way. All right, Pillow Pants, step up to the mic. This seems like it's right up their wheelhouse. Yeah. Pillow Pants. <clears throat> first question. In the usual suspects, Verbal Clint is believed to be a gimp, but turns out to be what criminal mastermind? I have no idea. Sit down. I've never seen it. Oh, All right. Oh my God. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Matt. Uh, I'm sorry. Who it's, it's me. Hefe, that's right. Your chance to steal. You get 10 seconds. Kaiser Soze. Yeah. That's 
Correct. Yeah! Yeah! Hideout Varsity, what? Sit down. I, I, didn't, pillow I didn't answer. Sit down, pillow I pants. I didn't answer. I didn't have Sit to Sit down, bitch! <laughs> Ready? Oh! <laughs> 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 I saw like a flash of light. Now, you said I got no answer within the 10 seconds. you got to let the 10 seconds go. Yeah. But if you say I got no answer within 10 seconds, it counts as an incorrect answer and you get shocked. No one told me that. Just thought of it. That's how no, it is. No, we, we did say if you let the time run out. Yeah. We did say that. All right, so now it's my turn. It is your turn, Hefe. Question two is you. In the film Wall Street, the character Bud Fox is groomed by and then turned on by... What stock market guru? How much time do I have? About five, five seconds, seconds left. I don't know. Hold on, Matt. <laughs> See you later. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Napier. Napier, your time to steal. Brian Maloney time. Four, three, two, one. He's a Jim Cramer. Gordon Gecko. Gordon Gecko is correct. All right, C Lane, sit back. Oh, gosh. Was that oh. was that wrong to do? Yes, it's our team. Yeah, no, but it's for the radio. Yeah. Heretics, did you enjoy that little stuff? Yeah. Always please the crowd. Mm -hmm. The next question is for Pillow Pants. It's for Pillow Pants. All right. Uh, hideout Varsity up in this category one nothing. Pillow Pants. <laughs> in Carlito's way. A character played by John Leguizamo shoots Carlito Brigante in a train station. What's his character's name? Um, Benny from the Bronx. I give that to you. It's what, correct. What is it? Benny Blanco from the Bronx. Yeah, it's close enough, yeah. 1-1. One, one. It's 1-1. One, one. Uh, next question will go to Hefe. Dan Prowse played this shrouded in black king of all villains. Three seconds. Dark man. Incorrect. That was past the time limit. All right, uh, Napier, hurry up. You got ten seconds starting now. Five seconds. Five. I'm sorry. All right, well, that's fine. You didn't have to. I'm sorry. It's actually Darth Vader. Aww. That seems a little unfair. If you say James Earl Jones. That's the yeah. guy who played the voice. Yeah. Oh, God! <laughs> I think I'm going to be holding it too long. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yeah, I think you might be holding it too long. Is it, all right, whose turn is Is it tied 1-1 right now? It's tied 1-1. Uh, I believe Nape, or Pillow Pants got that... Uh, all right, Pillow Pants' turn. Here we go. Pillow Pants. It is the World Series of Shock Culture here in the Hideout, Row Radio 104.1. Pillow Pants. Hannibal Lecter's patient turned serial killer um, was nicknamed Buffalo Bill. Who's the actor that portrayed him? Oh. Four, three. Sorry, time's up. Hold on. Hefe, your chance to steal real quickly. Ten seconds. Nine. Three. Sorry, time's up. <laughs> All right. I almost did it too. Who right. was it? 
Actually, yeah, he got it right over there. Ted Levine. God, see, I don't know that. Yeah, that one's... I got that. I, well, so what? You won the last one. Congratulations. Damn Fat it. boy, you watch a lot of TV. <laughs> Movies. <laughs> All right, is it my turn now? It is your turn. If I get this, do I win? Yes. Oh, wow. You get this correct, All right, you guys on. will win the category. Like, come on now. Pillow Pants and I suck at this game. The mildly accented Simon Gruber, the villain in Die Hard with a Vengeance, was played by whom? Are you kidding? Oh, I know it. It's fairly common. I've been figured... Who wrote the question? <laughs> I knew it. He, he wrote the question. I know it. Five. Simon Cow. <laughs> Sorry that I said... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that is incorrect. God. Hurry up, Napier. Your what ten seconds are ticking. Nine, eight. Do you have anything? He just sits down. <laughs> All right, give the answer. Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Sit back. Jeremy Irons. I don't like it when he does it as much. All right, so now we got a tiebreaker. Now we're gonna have to go to the tiebreaker. All, All right, right. Let's take a Nap break and come back. Napier, get ready. It's a hideout. More of the World Series of Shock Culture next. It's a hideout. Row Radio 104.1. All right, back in the hideout Friday night here at Tickle Here, Open Door Policy. In the middle of the World Series of Shock Culture. Right now, we're going into overtime. Yep. You versus uh, Pillow Pants. Pillow Pants. Formerly known as Napier. 407. Oh, I don't know. No phones. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, RowRadio.fm. Hideoutheretics.net. FullBlownAids.com. All right, here we go. It is now time um, for the tiebreaker. Uh, the Unmotivateds, Matt, Tommy, and Pillow Pants are up right now. They eliminated J-Dub, so it's now, mm -hmm. Hideout Versity is now down to myself, Hefe, and C-Lane. We just got done with a 90s, or movie villains, Yes. and Napier and I each got only one right. So it Started off good. Yeah, and so now... We are to the point where we're going to go rapid fire back and forth. The, yes, here it is. I will give you a category, and you will each name off something from that category until somebody can't name one. Okay. Then the person wins, and I believe um, I believe it goes back to Hefe. Uh, the category is Best Picture Oscar Winners for the 90s. So 90 through two, uh, 99. Okay. All right? So you just name off. You just guys go back and forth. Forrest Gump. Correct. Napier? Silence of the Lambs. Correct. Hefe? Five, four. Hold on. You can't be counting already. Titanic. Correct. Napier. Or Pillow Pants. Jurassic Park? That's top seller. Incorrect. Yes! We win! Yes! We win! Yes! Sit down, chubby! <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Pillow Pants. You are eliminated from the competition. Ah! Oh. <laughs> That's right, baby! Hideout Varsity. It's 2-2 now. The hideout varsity and then motivated to remember the team that loses stunts next Friday for the open door and the heretics. That means now that C-Lane has to go and Tommy has to go because everyone else on the teams have gone. What is the category? The category is music, more specifically, one-hit wonders. Oh. <laughs> be a good one. Uh, these, boys, 
These boys should run the table. This should be a good one. C-Lane, of course, from Sing Bitch on the Shannon Burke Show. <laughs> Tommy Bateman from Bateman's Basement in the Hideout. <laughs> I believe Stop C- moving the mic. C-Lane goes first. Yeah, C-Lane does go first. <laughs> spinning, <laughs> spinning off from the hit Beverly Hills 90210, this TV band scored a hit with How Do You Talk to an Angel in 1992. Ten seconds. Three. Sorry, time's up. Tommy? The Heights. Damn you. You son of a bitch. (laughs) Chubby Pillsbury bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Next question goes to Tommy. What TV star tried his luck at a music career in 1986 and became a one-hit wonder with Heartbeat? Don Johnson. Correct. Son of a bitch. Next question goes to C-Lane. The song Tainted Love is tainted for the hideout because of Hefe's uh, squeal introducing it on the air. What band released it in 1982? Soft Cell. Correct. Uh, There's no reason to pull it out, Dubs. There's no reason to relive that. I don't know how many times I've heard that. Next... Next question goes to Tommy. What German one-hit wonder female singer released a song about balloons in 1984? Good thing I borrowed your iPod one day. Nana. Correct. It's now three to one in favor of the unmotivated. See you, Lane. This next question goes to you. Rapper's Delight was the first hip-hop song uh, recorded. It was also the only hit for this group released in 1980. Who is this group? Sugar Hill Gang. All right, the audience needs to shut the hell up. Somebody out there. Like, I didn't know that? that out, but yes, that is Who said? pretty good. Talk in the chair. Talk him. <laughs> who said you it? Say it again, you're out. You you talk again, you're out. Who who said it? Zeppelin. Tommy? This is too serious for shenanigans. If Tommy gets this one correct, they will win the category. Following is an excerpt from a one hit wonder. Who sang this? Fashion shoots with Beck and Hansen, Courtney Love and Marilyn Manson. You're all fakes, run to your mansions. You get what you give. The new radicals. Damn you. <laughs> they want it. Category goes to the unmotivated. I'm sorry, C-Lane. Woo! C-Lane, sit in the chair. What? You lost the category. <laughs> that was never part of the rules. Only if I got it wrong. Ah! 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 That's it. Five thousand. No. No, 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 no. You still got... So now... Hold on a second. This now, is you. I have this to... You. I have to Take be... You have to Matt delete. and Tommy. Yeah, you have to defeat both of them. You have to make a run. And... Um... The first question goes to Tommy, I think. Or whoever they pick. I guess it had to be Matt in this round. Uh, all right. Yeah, you're going against Matt. Going against Matt. Tommy went last Remember where time. you live, bitch. <laughs> I don't know if you want to think about that. I'll give you a room. Will you please? Go ahead, take him. Category 
is going to be Mavericks. <laughs> Actually, it's famous, popular slogans. So I will give you a famous slogan, and you will name the company or product that it is associated with. The question goes to Matt. That's not fair. He eats for a living. <laughs> question goes to Matt. Nothing says lovin' like something from the oven. I do not know this. Pillsbury? Correct. Hefe? Next question goes to you. Whatever. <laughs> plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Alka-Seltzer. Correct. Right. You got it. It's tied one to one. Going miss back to Matt Albert, so you get shot. <laughs> Matt Albert, quality is job one. Right aid. Incorrect. Hefe, chance to steal. Ten seconds starting now. Three. Good year. Sorry, it was Ford. Oh, please. Oh, by the way, sit down in the chair. <laughs> well, it's first, isn't it? <laughs> oh, did he even get No, yet? I lost. Yeah, both oh, of them. Oh, that's right, both of them. My apologies. <laughs> Go ahead. Lean back. Lean back. <laughs> <laughs> C Lane, sit down. World Series of Shock Culture. In our, uh, in our, all the way back, fat boy. It already shot. Oh, God! Oh, God. Ah! All right, let's reset. Presenting the ultimate pop culture quiz. Answer a question wrong, and you get that. Oh. Out World Series of Shop Culture. All right, it is now my turn. What is the category again for people just not tuning into the Hideout Road Radio 104.1? Famous slogans. I will give you a famous slogan. You will name the product or company that is associated with it. Again, the team that loses stunts next Friday for the open door. The teams are Hideout Varsity. Only one person left. That's me. Dubs and um, Candy Lane have been knocked out versus the Unmotivated. Pillow, uh, Pillow Pants is knocked out. But right now I'm battling Matt and Tommy Bateman still in the unmotivated. It's tied 1-1. Question goes to Hefe. Alrighty. The slogan is, taste them again for the first time. <laughs> Five seconds. Trojan. <laughs> you prick! Incorrect. Matt, chance to steal. Three seconds. Sorry, time. Are up. they Werther's Originals? Nope. No? Kellogg's Corn Flakes. Uh, uh, I'm buying you dinner, dude. Two questions I'm left. Ah! Oh! <laughs> Two questions left. This question will go to Matt Albert. All right. Ring around the collar. <laughs> Ten seconds. <laughs> I'm just <going> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Five seconds. Mop and blow. Incorrect. <laughs> Your chance to steal half eight. Ten seconds starting now. Dinner is remote. Spray and wash. 
Sorry, incorrect. Whisk. Whisk. Whisk is oh. correct. One question remaining, and it goes to... All right, they got to get shocked. Hurry up and get shocked. I don't even care about you getting shocked anymore. Sit down. Sit back. Go. Hit it now. No, just go. We need to hurry this up. Go! See, Lane, hurry. If I get this one right... Yes, you will win the round, and you will eliminate Matt Albert. All right, here we go. The Uncola. Ten seconds. (laughs) Seven up. Correct. Yeah! Yeah! Hideout Varsity, what? <laughs> Matt Albert, I'm sorry you were eliminated. I hate it you, is man. now down to Hefe and Tommy Bateman. Let's take a break. We'll take a break, come back with the finals. It's a hideout, real radio. Go mope, you fat bastard. 104.1. The one that was next in the stock, I'll give you another one if you want. If you guys really want it, we'll do that that way. What is the other one? The other one, um, I gave you guys a sample of it yesterday, but we replaced the sample question. The theme will be, um, I will give you the two or three shows. This one's from EJ, so I'll give you two or three shows. You have to name the network. That seems more fair. That's what you guys want to do. I tell you what, we'll go couples, just so there's no shenanigans. No, if you that's no what couples. you guys want to do. Couples this. Yeah, we'll go couples, chunks. Nice setup for your roommate. What are you talking about, nice setup? Go ahead, ask the stupid question. He, he looked at him, too, and well, you get the first one. That's w- great. What is the name of the neighbor? Oops, I screwed up. It's neighbor. <laughs> that guy on The Simpsons <laughs> leaving behind a husband and two kids. What does that have to do with couples? They were... What the hell is going on here? So, reread it for him. What is the name of the neighbor that died on The Simpsons leaving behind a husband and two kids? Flanders. First name. Give that to you. Ed. No. Ned. Whatever, it's close. I gave gave you that. I give you that. Flanders is fine. We gave you Billy from the Bronx. Yeah, exactly. So, you shut the hell up. Sit down, manhole. You gotta get shocked. You messed up on the question. Sit back. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you get so angry. What are you giving me the desk there for? What are you going to do? You little chubby bastard. Jesus. It's true. Look at him. <laughs> Next question goes to Tommy. All right, Tommy, whatever. Which male friend never dated Rachel? Chandler. Correct. Ty. Well, either did his... Which one? Chandler's the only one that didn't do anything with her. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't understand... Th- All right. This one goes to you. What were the names of Will's... Aunt and uncle on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Eight seconds. Chunks and Corolla. Son of a uh, bitch! Okay. <laughs> Tommy, ten seconds is still starting now. Uh, it was Uncle Phil and Uncle, I mean, Aunt Viv. So Phil and Vivian. Yeah. God. He's correct. 
Cut it out. Sorry. No, nah, it's all right. <laughs> now nah, that he says it, I remember it. Mm-hmm. Next question. Oh, oh! <laughs> World Series of Shock Culture in the Hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Everyone gotten wrong. The intern gets shocked. This is Tommy. So what's the score right now? Two, two to one. Two to one. Two. Tommy and Tommy gets the next one. Who did Mimi from the Drew Carey show marry? Uh, Drew's brother. Uh, Steve. Correct. Hefe. All right, we got yeah, this one, man. Yeah, that seem like it's not anything anyone know, whatever. <laughs> On good, does he know this stuff or what? I don't pay attention to him. Oh, he's only talked about TV. That's only his whole joke on the show. You're only the executive. I thought it was hair metal bands. On good times. And sitcoms. What was James in Florida's last name? (laughs) EJ got this one in seconds. All these went through EJ, and I asked him, are these categories cool? And he agreed. I'm assuming Walker. What the? Sorry, incorrect. Tommy? Tommy? Does it matter? Yeah, because if yeah. I don't get this one, he still can stay. Yeah, okay. can still get it. White. I'm sure that's wrong, but I don't know the answer. Simmons. Incorrect. <laughs> Incorrect as well. Evans. Evans. Napier. Pillow pants. Pillow pants. Yeah, thank you, pillow pants. It's going to take me a couple of days. No! <laughs> Back to me? Yes. Alright. Think positive thoughts, Hefe. I positively hate Trump. As <laughs> you know, with that miss, yeah, there's only one question left. And he's up three to one. Yep. Didn't so matter. Didn't matter. We lost. Goes to. So now you also ruined it by making it anticlimactic because you can't count. Get in the chair. That's what I thought. I thought I did. I mean, he did. Get in the the chair. chair. Come on. Get in the chair. chair. Get the hell out of here. I hate that stuff. Get in the chair. (laughs) I got my force filled up. This is not cool. You ruined my show. You ruined the show because you can't count. You can't count. You picked the category that was in Tommy's favor. Quit your bitching. I got shocked 18 times. You're going to get once. Turn his mic on so I can hear him at least. I gave you guys a chance. He looked at everything. I was going to give you guys another chance. That, that's besides the point. You, picked you can't one, count. You picked one in his category, and you made the whole thing anticlimactic because you can't count. We need an ending. Did you or did you not? <laughs> well, that Tommy said he had to get it right. I was wrong. Sit in the chair. You're the host. You should know that. Come on. I was just going off what he said. Maybe you should be able to count. And I don't... All right, get in the chair. You getting in the chair or what? Come on. What's the problem? My biggest fear, man. You know my biggest fear? Doing 48 minutes of a skit bit and having no payoff. Because you screwed it up. Maybe there would have been a little bit more pressure on Tommy or me. But instead we think, well, Hefe may have another chance. There's a chance for a tiebreaker. But guess what? Dummy can't count. So Dummy gets in the chair. (laughs) 
Every time you try to screw me with the Malloy. Take off your uh, station key, too. You got any keys on you? Give me the... What? What's the problem? No, say something. No, it's cool, man. The interns have gotten shocked like five times each. I got it like ten times. You get it at once. Quit your bitching. Sit down. Now listen to C-Lane. Quit your bitching. Sit back. Get off the wire. Get off the wire. You need to put your arms on the... Jesus. What a baby. This is pathetic. Sit back, bitch. Put your arms on the... Sit back and put your arms on the armrests in the electric chair. Please what? Negative you, man. Did you screw up the show or no? I'm sorry, I just counted. I just went by what Tommy said. You are the host. He's playing the game. He has other things to think about. Sit all the way back. Sit upright. <coughs> put your ass against the back. Put all the way back and put your arms. He can't be serious. This is ridiculous. Do you have any final words, Chunks Champ Corolla? Can't say them on air. <laughs> put them right on. Put them right on. Right on. They're off. I see them off. <laughs> Are you ready? Mark, feel worse if it's not He literally jumped up. You almost hit me, didn't you? Where you going? You don't leave now. Did he leave? He left. Get him back in here. <laughs> What are you doing in Malloy? I got my force fields up. Are you alive? It's done. Are you alive? Come here. Sit down. Get over here. Where are you going? I'm stealing my buddy Dubs. He did it to you too. No, I didn't, man. Don't listen to him. He's just evil. <laughs> he did it to you, too. I'm not the only one who did it. Why are you shaking? You're alive. I hate it, man. Get back in here. <laughs> Take the Maloik off where I don't give you back your phone. That or it starts ringing all night long. <laughs> I can't take the Maloik off. 703. I wish you wouldn't. I wish you wouldn't ruin my show. I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh, Christ. How does it feel? Yeah, it's bad. I, well, what's the problem? You had Napier do it ten times. You had it's ceiling. One thing I hate, man, I got shot really badly when I worked at Ruby's. <laughs> yes, Ruby Tuesday. Ah, <laughs> uh, the good old days. I wish you'd go back now because you keep ruining the show. You did so great till the end. <laughs> Looks like you lost a little chunk of hair. Did he? Did you see the way his hair immediately flew up? Well, did you see him before? He was scratching his head, going bananas. Do you want your phone back? Here. Nice. Here. Get in the chair. Get in the chair, I'll give you your phone back. Oh.
Come on, man. Don't make me do it again. I have a heart. <laughs> Why? You just did the maloik on my heart. Well, I hate electricity. I, I hate the show getting ruined. I hate the show being anticlimactic. Get in one more time and be somebody. I'll give you back your phone. Yeah. Dude, you're kidding me. Do I look like I'm kidding? Chunks, 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 chunks. USA, USA, USA. Jesus. <laughs> I got your keys. <laughs> Ready? Go tense up. I don't know what he's doing right now. He's like he's backing up like a bull. He's, he's got he's got up. the bull face on. He's ready he's to attack. Stop with the maloik. You got all your stuff. He's conjuring up the energy. You got all your stuff. <laughs> You got all your stuff. Boy, Shut the hell off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chunks, I love you, buddy. Get off! What? I was just coming to give you a hug. <laughs> Unless you're in the chair. What's the uh, problem? The fuck? It's off. No way! I'm taking. I out can't of take any more for the love of God. <laughs> all right, Chunks, we're even. You ruined the show tonight. What are you doing? Why are you gathering up your stuff? <laughs> keeps dropping everything everywhere. <laughs> Do you want your pen? <laughs> How about the cattle prod? Do you want to play with the cattle prod? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, wake up with the monsters in the morning. Shannon Burke, middays, Phillips, fall in the afternoon. Hideout's back at 7. USA! 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 SBK Live tomorrow, RoadRadio.fm, HideoutHeretics.net, and also FullBlownAids.com, and check out the podcasting on RoadRadio.fm. Be somebody, always talk good. Question everything and stay classy. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5, Shock jock. 5,000. Shock jock. Shock jock. Shock jock. Shock jock. 5,000.
to the floor, step on them hard, step on them hard, kick them to the floor, cause I, I be smacking my hoes, I be smacking my hoes, I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I thought. I, 5,000.